0: What's going on everybody? Asymmetry back in the house. We got a special little fall gift for you guys. We've had a a plethora of people that have come through Mirai recently and um, dare I say it's been probably the most magical fall that I've experienced in the 10 years of this very special place. Um, Jan Kulik was here doing some fantastic work for us. First time I've I've had the chance to sit down with Jan. We've carried his work. We've found it to be incredibly beautiful, durable, all of the things that you look for. Um, but to get to meet Jan and really see Jan execute design on some of the very special material at Mirai was truly astounding. And Tom Benda joined his partner in crime. Um, Tom has been somebody who we've been a huge fan of for a long time, obviously. I met Tom kind of near the beginning of his career and we've continued to just watch him grow, but to actually have him at Mirai and get to sit down with Tom on a more personal level and get to know the man behind the creativity and what I would consider to be the highest quality ceramics for the art of bonsai being made in the world right now was really, really special. Now in this first episode, We didn't expect it to go here, but Tom and Jan walk us through the fall of communism in the Czech and the change of culture that came with a shifting of government. They give us a little bit of their background, where they're from, um, how they came to be where they are. And it was just a fantastic conversation. Hope you enjoy digging into these two very special artists and their background, um, and hearing what kind of made two, the two of them into what they are. Enjoy. We're going to hit you with a, a, a second episode of Tom and Jan that maybe is my most favorite podcast we've ever done. But first, let's set the stage, sit back, relax, and uh, let's listen to the Czech masters at work. Jan, how long have you been in the States? When did you get here?
1: Uh, right after the Solia show, right? Yeah. So it means I arrived... 15 16 of November uh, November no October wait October, October. Oh, October. I was gonna say, wait, yeah October. The... Yeah, sorry okay. 15 of October you've been here a while yeah it's a couple of weeks actually yeah it's like my fifth or sixth week here in States. uh-huh is this your first time to the US Uh, actually second time second time Yeah, I've, okay. been, I've been here last year for a couple of days in Chicago so this is my second trip to States mm. and uh, kind of little tour across the States from East Coast to West Coast. Yeah. Same time of the year? Uh, no. Last time you were here. Yeah. For the first time I've been here in, in end of May, which was not ideal time to work with trees. Everything yeah. was, you know, like new flesh of growth. So I was, yeah, everything was much more slower. But this time, it was pretty intense. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: What uh, What are some lasting moments or places from your trip across the country? Anything that stands out? Wow, there are many, many. I mean, you things, don't you know. don't feel pressured to like give a shout out to every person that you stayed mm. with. I'm just curious: Is there like one or two places that you went naturally, landscape wise or cultural wise, that you were just like, yes, mm.
1: that? Yeah, I was really impressed by the coastal redwoods. Oh, you went and saw the redwoods? Yeah, Good yeah. Good for you. Yeah. Good yeah. for you. It was something what I never have seen before. Mm. Or even Yeah. Just such yeah, incredibly big right? trees. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. The Redwoods are powerful. Mm. Did you get to see you probably that was probably the singular trip. You didn't get to see the giant sequoias or the bristle cones, did you?
1: Uh mm It was not enough time. Yeah, but yeah. I've seen the I've seen the yeah, coastal Redwoods, the Monterey Cypress. mm
0: did you go to Point Lobos? Yes, Point oh, Lobos, mm-hmm. nice. amazing place. That's right, yeah. I saw your pictures on Instagram of that. I was like,
1: yes! Yeah, yeah. It was amazing. what did you go with
0: there?
2: Were you by uh, yourself?
1: Uh, no, I was there with Eric invited Oh, cool. He invited me for an even, event there in San Francisco, so I, I did a demonstration for the San Francisco Bonsai Society. Mm-hmm. It was fun, yeah. And uh, what next? Yeah, then I have seen the Grand, West Stream of Grand Canyon with uh, Ira and Darlene uh, from Las Vegas. I&D. E. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, Hoover Dam. I've seen the Hoover Dam. Mm. In Chicago, I went to Field Museum. I have seen the uh, skeletons of all these dinosaurs mm. and it was impressive. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Did you get any water from the, from the uh, Hoover Dam?
3: Mm-mm.
0: Did you Is
2: that know that thing? You know Is that you, a thing? Yeah. Did you did you talk to the damn man about getting some dam water? No, it's, I, no. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? Because sometimes <laughs> they'll say, "No, you can't have no dam water," and you say, "I don't want none of your dam water."
1: <laughs> oh yeah, nah, I got you. <laughs> okay. Damn water. No, but actually, I was really surprised how low the level of the water was there. You know, it, the, the Hoover Dam was almost empty. There was almost no water. Well, it's because have you seen? Ira and Darlene's backyard, all those trees. They <laughs> oh
2: yeah, oh, so, now you know that water's yeah. gonna come from somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, true. It's the <laughs> time of really
0: strong point yeah. that you just made. <laughs> Shout out to Zero yeah. Uh the, the Hoover Dam is like a, a true feat of the capacity for a man to engineer. Like mm-hmm. it's a pretty amazing mm-hmm. sight. Yeah, to that's a yeah. lot of freaking yeah. concrete. Yeah,
1: yeah, because yeah, actually, recently we started to build up. Our small family house, you know, some, some concrete stuff, you know, the foundation and the concrete slab. And I was like, wow, it's such a, such a lot of concrete there. But, but then I have seen the Hoover Dam, it was like, mm, here is much more concrete. Yeah. It's like a nick out of the Hoover Dam. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Your foundation is a chip. chip.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like
1: a little chip. Yeah, yeah,
2: exactly. Yeah. But you need to ask yourself who are you, who are you going to bury in the concrete? <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Is there a contentious relationship between the Ukraine
4: and the Czech? Uh, I, I don't, I don't know. Uh, yeah, maybe uh, in general it's something like this, huh. but n- not not me. I, I like those people. You know, I, I've met several, and usually those are like nuclear engineers, uh, and yeah, they they, they just the need, they, they were just yeah. seeking where, for some. Uh...
5: Um, Chernobyl. Uh, yeah, yeah okay. they have a bunch of advanced hmm. reactor designs down there. Hmm. Yeah, interesting. Wait, so, is Chernobyl and
4: Ukraine? Ukraine. 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 Oh, yeah.
5: yeah. Hmm.
2: Hmm. I uh, I worked for an insurance company that was that was insuring the um, the company that was building the the uh, the security dome. Yeah, the dome on this on this project, and I was like, and I seen the pictures of it. I'm like. This is like crazy.
5: Yeah. It's a new safety. Like, dome.
2: like radiation doesn't know not to go past that point.
5: It's mm-hmm. shielding. Whatever. <laughs> it's called 10th thickness. Yeah. Attenuation tenth of thickness. 10th, 10th, 10th. Yeah. It's the attenuation thickness. of gamma rays. Mm-hmm. So hmm. yeah. So there's a lot of engineers in, uh, in Ukraine.
4: Oh, but, but they, but they had to come to Czech Republic to earn better money just working uh, as a construction mm-hmm. hmm. worker. Yeah. Hmm. But that's really sad.
5: Yeah. The industry is taking a it hard, it'll come back.
4: Yeah. I hope, I hope for them. Yeah, will. I really hope yeah. for them.
0: The Czech is like smack dab in the middle of everything. We were talking about it at dinner, how it's just like right, mm. right at the bullseye of European culture, confluence and conflict. Yeah. Hmm
4: triple c yeah both of that yeah, mm-hmm.
1: yeah it's like i think that
4: everything che- what happened in europe just went through yeah through yeah. us yeah. Or yeah. is that why everything. you make such
5: good beer <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. it's like hey, great be.
2: openings for any james bond movie oh, there we go yeah, that yeah <laughs> you know they're in prague yeah right yeah well mm-hmm. i mean
0: is it um what's what's it obviously growing up in the czech you don't know any Different than that, but now you guys are are have traveled a lot Mm. throughout Europe and whatnot. I mean, what's it like growing up there? I'm just
4: curious
3: Mm. Maybe we both
4: can have a bit different uh, Experiences from this because I'm just a few years older, but I still remember that I grew up in communism Oh wow! Because it was the first ten years of my life, so I remember it quite well. Yeah, because I was already a school guy those years too, which Jan was not. Yeah, I was. I so was in the
1: kinder kindergarten. Yeah,
4: actually, yeah. yeah,
5: I was in sixth grade, I think seventh grade, and mm-hmm. I rem- I was taking a German class. Matter of fact, sprechen I, Sie Deutsch, and. Uh, i we the wall, the wall of, the Berlin Wall was going down when I was in my German class. It was kind of cool. We got to keep up on the history of it and she was hmm. bringing a lot of paperwork in on it hmm. so it was, what
0: was a, wait 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 was the was the fall of the German wall or the Berlin Wall associated with the Czech Republic at all
5: well the fall of communism yeah. That, yeah. Was the fall yeah. of, that was yeah. the fall of
0: communism so yeah. that spread to the Czech Republic. Mm. What was that shift like oh. i mean going from communism to what the restructuring of a government that
4: you was know, hard, but, but, but big change to the whole society and culture and everything. You know, we were suppressed like you can't imagine, and uh, you know this is this is a topic for hours and hours of mm-hmm. explaining. Mm-hmm. I even don't know where to begin with I, this. I was, was just
5: reading actually, and it's last still week not it.
4: ended. Yeah, we have democracy but now we we have very difficult times mm-hmm. uh, be, because now there are a lot of people who start to think that communism was even better than what really? we have now yeah and even some young people now so Not I... just the old ones who just didn't die off, which, which is something mm. we are talking about. Uh, like, uh, we, forgot the, we forget about communism when all the people who remember it just die. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but mm. but uh, even young people who don't remember that, they are still so affected of it. You know, it will need so many generations until we forget or until we really know how to live in freedom.
6: Yeah.
5: I was just reading an article that one of the biggest problems that when that happened was the vacuum of power allowed gangsters. Yeah. Because they were underground and they had the money and the resources, mm. and the gangsters took over. Yeah. And that's what caused all the issues. And if it wouldn't have, if you wouldn't have had so much crime, the crime wasn't so powerful. It wouldn't. Have, things would have been a better transition. I mean, but
0: isn't that just, just the thing? There's no regulating body anymore. I mean, mm-hmm. when you think about a government changing over its complete style, yeah, it, it's like how do, you, how do you restructure that? That's And who does that? Because now with the fall of communism, there's no singular person that is in power that's been given that power. They can take that power, which is the gangster thing. But wow, fascinating. Yeah, in Czech mm.
4: Republic, we... Didn't uh, used to say gangsters, but it were the high officials of communism. Yeah, in, in yeah, fact, yeah, it's like they, they knew what to do. They were prepared. They had way much more information than anyone else, so mm-hmm. they knew what to do in that moment, like how to take over of the big companies and stuff like that. So. Oh. Mm. And later, how to affect the government, the democratic government. Sure. Later, yeah. yeah. Like the lobbyists and stuff like that. A lot of them w- were previously high communist uh, officials. Wow. Wow! It's a really complicated situation. And not many people... I, I don't understand it much. I, I, I don't have the whole picture of that. But uh, not many people understand it in uh, Czech Republic. and no. yeah, This situation is still very complicated. And we say we have 30... Yeah, now in... Yesterday, yesterday yeah. there oh, was yeah, there. It, it was there a 30, 30 yeah, yesterday. Yeah, yeah, it, it was a... 30, years thirty years anniversary mm-hmm. of the mm-hmm. Velvet Revolution. Yeah. yeah, and I saw uh, the photos
5: of Reagan. I heard the speech. I just listened to that yesterday. Yeah. Mm.
4: Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, and uh, so we have it for thirty years now, but still there's a lot of work. Uh, yeah, to, to really I, yeah, bring Yeah, it.
1: I think the main problem was what I what I heard what I read about that it. Yeah. Uh, actually, many people, like the, you know, the all the communists after the Velvet Revolution, you know, it was like, okay, today we are communists, but tomorrow we're gonna have the Velvet Revolution, but we're gonna stay in the government, you know. So they were pretty much the same people, you know, like
5: the corrupt people yeah, that brought uh, the ruin. Also, other yeah, people. Yeah, and they better.
1: continue. In the high posts, in the yeah. uh, in the you know in the in the government, and this is what happened, and maybe this is what carries all the problems which we which Still we solve. have uh, yeah we yeah, have. which we need to solve yeah
0: so so growing up i mean in particular, you experienced this for ten years of your life, growing up in a communist country and then becoming an artist like was there i mean obviously you probably weren't aware of whether there was art or not in a communist country but typically that freedom of expression is suppressed pretty significantly yeah. and now when you look at where you're at as a a worldwide known ceramic bone size ceramicist i mean that's pretty pretty impressive transition like that's pretty cool in some ways, in some ways, you know, like Jan, you're a traveling bonsai professional now. Mm, yeah. Like the fall of communism is having, although there's still a lot of lingering effects of it. The fact that you guys can do this is is a testament to the fact that it it did kind of it is working that the, the pro-
4: progression is occurring. Yeah. Yeah. We, yeah. What we what we do would not be possible in communism. Yeah. We, if, if there was an artist, there were just two options: be just totally underground one or try to get uh some acceptable comfortable way yeah in should, in yeah. Uh, uh how to say uh, in public but uh, uh, if you were a public artist uh, you are the ones who who really uh worked with the government or with sure uh, sure these ones who really yeah. did this way they were not artists <laughs> hmm. was... I can't hmm. I can hmm. name hmm. one hmm. but there were some uh, artists who knew this is quite problematic but they wanted to do their art mm-hmm. like some singers we can name a few but it doesn't hmm. make sense here but that must have been s- such a hard era in our history yeah, for artists, for everyone, but especially for yeah. the sensitive artists to find their ways mm-hmm. of lives.
1: Yeah, but on the other hand, it was like if you were like, okay, more, uh, more or less with the with the political situation, it was quite for most of these kind of artists, it was quite comfortable way of life, let's say. like They, they were They were able to do their art, their art, you know, their stuff, they had enough work. It was like pretty safe and, yeah, safe and and, uh, comfortable way of life, let's say. Yeah. Yeah. As as far as you follow the, the rules, the official rules for the official art,
4: you were was okay you, yeah. My, yeah official art yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Official, art. yeah mm. official
5: art. you mean but it was a lot of state propaganda pushed through that art form
4: yeah but, but there were some yeah. artists who who uh, who found a way how not to work with the real propaganda they, huh. they, they just took uh, some uh, themes that were like neutral because once you once you said something against the the regime then then you were done yeah Mm
5: -hmm. there's one artist and
4: uh, on the opposite way if you were really uh, joining the propaganda then i i I can't name one real artist who did that Mm -hmm. so i mean
0: growing up with with that and talking about some of the older people or younger generation that doesn't remember communism still thinking or potentially beginning to think again that communism was good is there any judgment from your parents or the older generation that does see a more artistic community coming about in the Czech, thinking that that's not a legitimate way to make a living or or live a life
4: yeah i think this is this is quite common opinion what I what I've said here it's not just mine but I, I really feel it this way too but it's it's not just, just the ones who uh, who love communism still they, they would they would still say hi you have to admire uh Michal David the singer or someone that these Crazy shitty artists we do. Hmm. <laughs> or i I can also mention other artists who who believed in communism in the beginning, but once they've seen that it's really impossible not 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 real that, that is a utopia uh, then these true artists they they just had to change their minds when they when they've seen yeah. the reality of communism.
0: Hmm. So not only are you guys uh, a bone size ceramicist and a traveling bonsai professional, mm-hmm. but you're uh, part of the generation that is breaking out of the mold. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Wow. Mm. Interesting.
5: It's got to be great. It's got to feel, you know, you're bringing about a new vitalization in your own country. That has to feel kind of yeah, incredible.
4: But, but, but I also have this strange feeling that... Uh, uh that there are not not many people really breaking out of the moon as i as i said that we that we Mm. that we still have to work on it uh, it means uh, working on breaking out of the moon because uh, for example my schoolmates i've met my schoolmates we had some 20th anniversary last year and uh Many of them just don't care about these things. They just have their good lives, they, which is good. It's great that we can live like we do live. But they really don't care. They don't really understand what was there and what's just still behind the door. And you still, uh, I'm a bit afraid. I still feel it behind the door.
5: Sounds like you guys are in the midst of coming into a, like a revolution, an art revolution maybe. It could happen, you know, it could revitalize you. and.
0: I mean, there's like a lot of, there's a lot of really particularly ceramic art coming out of the Czech. Yeah. yeah. Why? Yeah, you Why, guys. why, the, why hey, the ceramic maybe,
4: medium? I'm so sorry that we talk about communism so much. No, no. <laughs> had this shift, but uh, maybe this communist era had this effect on Czech nation that, uh, you know, there was, if you wanted to get, anything you yeah. you were in trouble you th- th- there was nothing if, if there were some goods like electronics or even some tools or art or whatever there was nothing there, there was even there was enough food but there was no choice in the food but you know everything was hard uh, so people just had to make it, make it themselves hmm. and that's uh, what the chicks still do like uh i think i'm able to make it myself so i'm not gonna buy it mm-hmm. mm. i'm not gonna let some company build my house i'm gonna build it myself mm-hmm. that's still pretty common in our nation yeah, so yeah. so maybe that had the effect even on the keramacist that people just it's in our nature now that yeah you just want to do something so we try it and Best to do it yourself. Ah,
1: fascinating. Mm. It's fascinating. Yeah. Maybe even because of the communistic era, the bonsai in general was quite popular in that time. Because... During you know, the communist yeah. era? Yeah. yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that
4: there were hundreds yeah. and hundreds yeah. and hundreds yeah. of yeah. bonsai Because people.
1: it was like uh, many things and hobbies was prohibited. like Like, like okay... Music can be a little bit dangerous for the system, right? You can you can uh, introduce some bad ideas, some revolutionary ideas. But to spend the weekend in, on your cottage on countryside with family and play with little trees or try to make some pot, what's wrong with that?
4: Mm. No, mm-hmm. it's like a
1: safe oh, hobby. Yeah.
5: It wasn't mm. seen as a threat. Exactly. Yeah.
4: Like, yeah, that's what the Czech nation did. That they were hiding. In their cottages yeah, yeah, for the weekend, mm-hmm. or having a little uh, part of a garden, mm-hmm. even th- even if they just produce some vegetables for themselves, or almost mm-hmm. every family in mm-hmm. Czech Republic did that. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it was also part of like hiding from communism. Like y- you were free; yeah, you had yeah. your freedom in your little
1: yeah own. Um... Little Lots. bubble, yeah. There, there, in the countryside, in the small cottage. And yeah, it was like, it was pretty common way how to spend the free time during the communistic era. Like, let's go out, out of the city, let's go to our small cottage in the countryside. And it was like, um, yeah, to create your own bubble. Yep.
0: Yeah. Was there during the communist Period was there a strong sense of community like neighbor to neighbor?
4: No, no. And, this, and has that changed at all? Yeah, maybe. Th- there were some cases where it worked, but in general, this was perfectly ruined because you never knew who your neighbor is. Mm-hmm. Your neighbor or even a family member could be the how, how's this police secret police uh oh, yeah. secret police mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. agent yeah we understand that mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah wow so you Point could five. you could have some fun with your neighbor you could but you never shared like really shared you, people were really scared who can listen what you say saying and yeah but it's, it's depends, Ooh. because what would I intense. and this is yeah. also still remaining somehow uh-huh. yeah
5: a little that bit gets ingrained in your culture of who you are that's tough to change
4: yeah that's really tough what was yeah, super it, tough what would you mm. not talk about
5: anything
2: <laughs> i mean i mean your flowers look great today, Mrs. Schubert. I mean, that's not anything bad, but, but that, doesn't perpetua- that doesn't that does perpetuate a friendship or, you well, know, I like mean, you're not going to mm-hmm. go talk about flowers forever with no, Mrs. Schubert. <laughs> but what things do you not talk to your neighbor about that you might be concerned that they might turn you in?
4: Hey, even if you start talking about your garden and your vegetables, for example, you can get to some theme which is close to talking about freedom and mm-hmm. or, or some mm-hmm. double growth, and, mm-hmm. and he can Zucanies go to instead of to his lieutenant or, uh, or someone and tell him, hey, this guy was... I think it, this is not a good idea to talk like that. Yeah.
2: So it's it, almost best not to talk to anybody because it, it could be somewhat mis,
1: misunderstood, right? Or misconstrued. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. Mm. Mm. But I think it, it depends because what what I heard, especially from my, my home area, it's like I live in the north of Czech Republic and there is like a big uh, glass factory, so it means that the small town, everybody from this city, worked there in this glass factory. And actually, it was like that everybody knows each other, and after the work, all the people met in the big pub, there in the small town, and uh, the people were much closer to to each other, like uh, we know who is our enemy, the official government, but if you're gonna need something, I can help you. Mm. And next day you're gonna help me. Yeah, mm. and uh, yeah. this is what I heard, so.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Depends. for yeah. sure. But, there, mm. there were many exceptions like that, I've heard mm. about many. I have yeah. heard even about the whole factory, like a family, even though they were not family members, and they knew our chief, He's for sure in Communist Party, but uh, they, they they knew that uh, they can not kill him, but you know they that if he tries something they 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 can make a hell in his yeah. life too
0: yeah
3: they, mm. they felt mm. the
4: power like you know we are a group of good people we re- re- really yeah. know each other and love each other and we trust each other and one communist uh agent can't make any mess in our good community that, there mm-hmm. were exceptions yeah, like that but so in general
1: yeah difficult time so then time.
2: so in november when when 89 when the berlin wall came down so do you remember what you were doing was that like a you came home your parents like can you believe what happened i mean was that do you remember what happened that on that yeah, day? yeah
4: yeah it was really exciting time i remember we were just sitting at the television and watching it oh, same with me yeah. mm-hmm.
5: i remember where i was sitting i remember what happened when the wall came down my well, maybe
4: teacher- my parents uh they, nope. they even joined some uh demonstration too not on the 17th because that happened in prague but later the other days uh there were demonstrations in every town yeah oh yeah they were not demonstrations, but just big celebrations, gather- celebrations, celebrations. Maybe. celebrations. And there were already people coming and explaining what really happened. And that really happened because still in television, the the propaganda still continued like, oh, nothing happened, or it was oh. like that, or wow. uh, yeah. we, we just had to uh, put a few people into jail because they uh, were like mm. they are fighting against the regime. Yeah, mm-hmm. They say, said it. But the people uh, who helped this revolution, who, who became some of the good politicians in the 90s, uh, they also traveled around the country every day after the World War II Revolution, the, the few first days, and joined these uh, big celebrations, as you said, or gatherings mm. on the, in every town. And uh, they just talked to people like, yeah, now now is the time we we really can change it believe in it now you you will not get all uh imprisoned now
5: wow yeah that's amazing
4: Hmm. wow Hmm.
5: thank you for sharing (laughs) i've never had someone a lot i have several friends that lived during that time but they don't want to talk about it
4: they yeah, just I just wonder it. if some someone uh, from Czech Republic is listening to mm. us. will be like, ah, oh, this was really, really just a short insight in it. And, yeah, uh, I, have
2: a, I have a piece of the Berlin Wall, but it, I'm a little suspicious of it because on, when I turn around the backside, it says "Made in China." Oh my god! So I don't know if it's really—is it really true or? are such
5: know. a <laughs> dork, <dope>, dude. <laughs> Try. It. He does. He never stops.
2: Does
3: he?
5: <laughs> yeah. he doesn't stop. <laughs> <laughs> he will get your goat and keep poking <laughs> you until the end. You never know if he's serious. Yeah. Well,
2: both made by some sort of communist regime,
5: right? <laughs> That's true. Yes, yes.
0: <laughs> so, Tom, is this your first time out of Europe? Yeah. yeah. It is. Yeah. Travel, not uh, so friendly,
4: huh? Uh, not, not not so friendly with traveling. Uh, I like traveling just this was... Uh, I don't like if... if uh, where if something doesn't work as it should so when there's this delay or you have to go out of one airplane because there's something wrong and you have to sit in another and spend another extra hour on yeah not so yeah it's international travel stuff <laughs> how have your travels been yeah I you've been
1: traveling a lot quite a lot yeah I, i've been in australia for bonsai event in canberra in this um, yeah what's the what's the name of this place a national arboretum yeah, yeah in yep. canberra it was, it was beautiful yeah and then yeah i was in shanghai for some bonsai event i've been yeah pretty all much everywhere yeah all around europe now here in states so yeah, i travel yeah you like it yeah i i like it i like it life on the road
0: treating you well sorry is life on the road treating you well
1: Uh, yeah yeah i feel very let's say that here in states i feel really comfortable i met a lot of amazing people who hosted me in their houses and i had a I have a great time here in stays. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. And I, I pretty much everywhere. Uh, it, it's fun. It's fun to me. I have no, no problem to spend many hours in plane or in the airport. Or it's, I see it as a part of my job and uh, some sort of adventure or something what I can really enjoy.
0: Yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, is your ultimate goal? I know you talked about. You're building a house mm. right now. I mean, is your ultimate what's your what would you like to have happen with your career? Do you enjoy traveling enough that that'll be a big
1: part of it? Or, uh, you know, because of uh, I will stay in Czech Republic, which is not the let's say it's quite difficult and can be challenging to run the bonsai business in, in Czech Republic. So I think that I will need to travel quite a lot in the future but I would love to stay more and more in my place and just build up the garden and build up my collection and trees. And and make
4: the people come to you and Yeah, that would be ideal situation.
1: But anyway, I can imagine that I would that I will travel like two months per year. I'm Mm -hmm. gonna spend somewhere and the rest of the year I I would love to stay at home. Yeah. That's my ultimate goal.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it was really interesting coming back, going to Apprentice in Japan and looking Mm. at the European and North American model for professionals Mm. traveling as a way of making a living because it was like so counter to being a bonsai professional where you're, you have a facility and you're making trees and you're utilizing the medium as an expression. Mm -hmm. Mm. It it is, travel is challenging, but I mean, it's also the way it was it could have been maybe the model and the only model that existed originally for bonsai professionals to exist. A mm. mm. Little antiquated, but also still important because it's important to go see those things and cultures and places and get mm. inspiration and understand the scope and the breadth of the art form on an international level, Like that's, uh, that's imperative. And I, I, th- I would think that would be imperative for ceramics too, just to have an awareness and have all of that taste and flavor and exposure. I don't know, what do you mm. think? Uh,
4: (laughs) Now I even don't know what to say to this. Uh, Maybe I even didn't get the the question in that. Uh, uh, Because you started with traveling first and... uh, yeah and is um, it do you think for this for your ceramic work like seeing other places yeah positively influences your ceramic yeah, work for sure yeah for sure for sure yeah I, I love traveling for this like yeah that's the most common answer to this topic of traveling like yeah loving of uh, getting to know some new places and uh yeah you get some uh, inspiration everywhere i even, maybe in my case even if i don't travel i get inspiration from shapes you know i can i can see shape of anything around me and sometimes i i found i find i just find something very interesting for myself and it, step by step just in my mind in, in first step uh, it it grows into some design which later on i'm just gonna try to mm-hmm. bring in three-dimensional reality yeah. what, what what would you say influences or
0: inspires the shapes that you put into your work most because we talked about architecture earlier yeah, today yeah. And there's
4: a lot of architectural aspects to your work yeah yeah just in fact it doesn't have to be just architecture architecture is it is architecture affecting like mo- half or even more of my designs because I always loved it from my childhood. Maybe that's the reason. Or but uh, then the other shapes were I, I, for some of my pots. I was I was uh, influenced or inspired just by some trees too. I I. Even in some trees, uh, I can see some shapes which emerge in new designs. Uh, for example, the, the pods which have uh, some of the carves, uh, round carves uh, in between the feet, uh, both way up or down. Th- these, uh, this started with the with tree uh, called White Dragon in the garden of uh, Michael Tran in hmm. Germany for example. I just saw this shape and the tree in hole and I got the idea which pot, it was a new pot, new design and uh, with this a whole bunch of uh, new designs emerged later because it was uh, the first pot with, with this carve and Later on, I just developed it more and more and more, and I have like four or five different designs, Hmm. just thanks to a tree. Singular bonsai tree.
0: Hmm. um, And when you have a design, do you try and continue to evolve that or does that just happen organically? Because I know like some of your designs, you're like, this is the next iteration of this design. This is sort of showing the evolution of this design. Does that happen for all your pots? Is that intentional, or is it just organic the
4: way that it happens for you? Uh, Organic, organic. Uh, I always try to develop it, uh, at least on the (laughs) craftsmanship side. But I also take a look at the carves, if if the shape of the wall is the best, if I can make it better next time. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, make it better the next time is 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 the main thing, and it affects the design too. It's not just the craftsmanship which can be better the next time, but also the design. Or sometimes I, I just uh, have the idea how to improve it. Just I don't know. It just flies around me and I just catch it. And I I have never like thought about it much. Like, how can I improve it? Uh, Or I never brought a new design just by looking at a blank piece of paper and just thinking like, today I'm gonna bring some new design. It never happened like that. It was just an idea, like Hmm. a moment of enlightenment. (laughs) Very cool. So
2: what we see down below in in the workshop, all the pots are lined up down there. If people don't know what's in the workshop, my first introduction to, to your pots was, you know, three, four years ago and all, I, and that's what I've seen. Right. So what did, what did Tom Benda look like five, six, seven, eight years ago? Mm. How, wait, how long have you been
4: doing ceramics? First of all, I don't even know yeah. that. I've built my kiln, 11 years ago and eight years ago i turned into full-time and uh, so five or six years ago i don't know if there was a big difference from what i do today i already had some of my own designs and i was working on making them better developing the design or making better than the craftsmanship but yeah of course something changed i just can't yeah maybe whether can i also answer to this is i don't remember myself Hmm. five or six years ago it happened a lot so Uh, are uh, there people out there that got
2: these early pots that got trees in these pots of yours
4: yeah yeah Yeah, i've sold no, you know, I, I told you uh, eight years ago, I already turned into full-time potter. Mm-hmm. So for eight years, I, for my living, I have to sell pots to people. So I hope there are some trees in it. Yeah. Yeah, but still, when I go to exhibitions, I don't encounter many trees in my pots.
5: <laughs> because you're not in the States. <laughs> yeah.
4: Yeah. Yeah, 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 that, yeah, that's what people <laughs> yeah. usually say. Don't sell everything to Ryan, please. <laughs>
5: no, no, you keep doing
0: then You got to tell him that you got to start using them. <laughs> mm-hmm. I put yeah. that in an exhibition. Yeah. I, I, so you built your kiln 11 years ago. Eight years ago, you made the leap to professional. How... I mean, building a kiln isn't like, I'm going to start doing ceramics, so I'm going to build my kiln. Like You had to have been doing it before that, right? Is this something you've done since you were a kid? Is it something that you just picked up? What were you doing when you found ceramics?
4: Mm. I began with bonsai, and I just didn't have enough money to buy pots. And as I already told you, (laughs) what did the Czech nation do in communist era? I just had to think about making it, myself because i don't i can't buy it Uh, i could buy it because we or the pots were there but i didn't have enough money and uh, yeah that's how i started i just wanted to make some pots for myself in the beginning and uh, later uh, i was already producing some few 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 just a per couple couple of pots per year but uh, I always had the problem to uh, find a place to fire them up especially later with the bigger ones uh, finding a bigger kiln was an issue so and I moved into the house we built with my father and I felt I have a chance to have my own kiln there but again, the money was the question. And the positive effect of lack of the money in that time was that uh, I went for a wood-fired kiln. Because mm-hmm. uh, a kiln of that size, of those dimensions, uh, if I wanted to buy an electric or gas-fired one, it, so it would expensive. cost much more mm-hmm. than mm-hmm. what I've spent for this Can wood-fired I, one.
5: wood-fired kilns pretty common in your country, or is it... Not a very common thing in that part of the world.
4: Yeah, I I, I don't know much, but but uh, I already know many wood fire potters in Czech Republic. You do, but I didn't so. know in the very in beginning. In the beginning, no, uh, But it in the beginning, exist. I knew just two. One of them I didn't meet in person in those days. I just knew about him, and then I j- just by accident I I just uh, found out that one of my. Uh, uh, friends from the music part of my life, uh, that th- he's a potter and then he has a wood-fired kiln. It was quite a surprise. I mm. knew him for years as a great guitarist. But I didn't wow. Know. Yeah, so basically I wanted just to make a copy of his kiln because I knew that his kiln is working. Yeah. So, so yeah, there was no risk, like, I'm building something which will maybe not work and in the end i built a different kiln from his because he told me i hey you know no, no no don't just don't copy this kiln you know from uh, the time i've built this one i've built another 40 kilns so I said, oh, 40
5: wow kilns.
4: but still my kiln was uh something like the very basic design but uh in some modern way too I, i've used some modern materials for that and And so there was this risk because he told me like, I've never done it like this before, but that should work. And I said, oh, I'm spending (laughs) this money I have here for for the kiln and (laughs) I'm in the risk again. Yeah, but I'm so happy with the kiln I have.
0: I really love it. I mean, how did you, because like I would say when I look at all... One of the most valued parts of Japanese ceramics and antique chinese ceramics is the quality of the clay. Mm. And when I look and and get to experience ceramics around the world, I don't know that there's anybody that's ever been able to duplicate the quality of the clay particularly in terms of the fineness of it and the Mm -hmm. mastery of how to manipulate uh, a finer Mm -hmm. grain clay body which typically is not utilized to make larger pots and Mm. and you have cracked the, the the code on that like you figured it out your clay body is maybe one of the best clay bodies in the world right now and I'm curious like where did that Knowledge and ability. Like, where did you learn? Where does that inspiration come from? Like,
4: are you inspired by Japanese bonsai pots? Was that the beginning? Or yeah, yeah, I was inspired by that. You know, in the beginning, when yeah, when I started to make some first pots, yeah, with the very first pots, from the very beginning, I wanted to be very original. You know, but but that that was crap. So uh, I realized I I just have to learn somehow how the others did that before so yeah Chinese and uh, Japanese inspiration so I, I just wanted to copy the mm-hmm. classics and uh, yeah you were talking about the clay buddies that, that came along because I was just trying some different clays and I, I just learned how to get along with them and. Uh, you know, I, I, it's hard to talk about clays for me because it's, it's no one taught me. I, I'm just self-taught in this, and uh, I don't talk to myself about that. So it's I, I've never like pronounced this knowledge or something. I just feel it through my hands. It's just touching the clay. I know what I can do with mm. it. And that's
0: just experience or that's – because everybody's meant – uh, uh, excuse me. Everybody has the capacity to do different things well, right? And when you see somebody find that, that thing that they do well, it's very, very special. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, nice. it's, it, it, it's like so for some reason Austin Heitzman understands wood in a way that mm-hmm. I'm not ever going to understand wood. Yeah. You know, I would have to work very hard. And that, that's not to say that he hasn't worked hard, but I, I think he has uh, – a, a sense about it that most people don't. The same with you and clay, right? It's like, I know you work very hard at it. That's a big part of the passion that you have yeah. for ceramics, but there's also something inside of that that's like, and, and to a large degree, there's just a natural sense that you
4: have about it. Yeah, That's very visible, it's very clear. Yeah, and when you mentioned the uh, working hard, okay, I, I work hard, but uh, in the same time, I'm just playing. And maybe in the basic meaning of the word, like playing, like the childish play, like you you have no expectations of it, or you really don't know what you are doing. You're just playing, mm-hmm. and that's how I was also teaching myself what wh- what children do with playing too. Sure. So yeah, the, this is how I learned everything about pots and. This is what 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 you see, in my thoughts now. So it but. still
0: it still feels that way for you
4: then. Yeah, yeah. even luckily, even,
0: <laughs> even committing to it, it's, so you're still like yes, now this is this is this is still very enjoyable. Yeah, yeah, it cool. is. That's very cool.
4: Even though if I would go back to this deal now, and I had on a commission, for example, I had to make some simple over, not one of my complicated designs, but the simple over. I would just love to make it now. Hmm. Even an oval pot, simple one is something, something. You can
2: call Bonsai Mirai at so-and-so if you want that <laughs> uh, oval pot. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Oh, man, 2011, when I
0: saw your work on the corner of Tony Tickle's table at the Noel Anders Trophy, I was just like, what? What is this? What is this magic that's been dropped in my lap? (laughs) It was immediate. It's very, when you see it, it's very, very clear. And I think the, the fascinating thing to look at Western ceramics to me is when you go to Japan, you see the day in, day out labor and dedication to the craft, to learning Mm -hmm. the craft. But when you look at the most prominent ceramicists in Japan, say a gyozon right now, uh, a shuzon, a saison, um, I think to some degree you could say the Yamaki kiln had some of those nuances. Uh, tofukuji for sure. These these standout, really artistic. And there's there's stand makers that have that same. There's a lot of stands and bones that look very similar. And then there's a few people that just took it to that next level, mm. you know. And you and you see that. But I think in in Western ceramics, we don't necessarily have that same day in day out. Um, disciplined dedication not to say that it's not done and that people don't work hard it just looks very different from Japan but what you do see is that it seems to me the people that stand out have mastered two things they've mastered their craft and they have somehow figured out how to communicate that passion through their work I don't know I don't know if that rings true to you or not but that, that I, I notice it and in, in I think like Conversely, those people that stand out in Japan because the mastery of the craft is the expected are the people that have that passion and that curiosity and creativity. In the Western world, I think you see a lot of people with that curiosity and creativity, but you don't necessarily see the mastery. And that's where the mastery in the Western world becomes that piece that sets somebody apart. You know, mm-hmm. the creativity does for sure. Yeah. But the, the fact that our disciplines are different and the way that our cultures and minds work are different uh, that that becomes a real delineating factor, and you don't often you see a lot of creative ceramics. There's a lot of creative ceramics.
4: Yeah. Maybe maybe for me it's very helpful that I can really make it as uh, as my profession, my daily job, full time job. That uh, you need the practice. Yeah. To you really have to work on it day every day. <laughs> Uh, you know, th- that was such a shift when uh, when I turned into a full-time potter. I really felt every day I'm learning. And in the first month of daily pottery, I, I learned way much more than all the previous years together. Mm. Jan, do you appreciate ceramics? I...
1: Mm-hmm. I don't know that much about ceramics, but yeah, I appreciate ceramic a lot. It's like I like the, the this kind of magic, the connection of the pot and the tree, and what's what's going on when you put the tree into the pot. And I think I I am able to uh, let's say uh, what's the word for that. Uh, if if i see some good quality pot i can recognize that that, that this is a good pot but <laughs> that's that's it i don't have some, any like deep knowledge about ceramic yeah.
0: so so what led you to start making the stonework that you create i mean yeah. cuz that's it's not a ceramic but it mm-hmm. the same le- the same level of craft and technique that Tom puts into his pots you're putting into your stonework. I mean they are they are truly spectacular. I haven't seen stonework like that since seeing the Tony Kurama Ishis in Japan, mm. and um and I would even venture to say that yours have more diversity of texture, color, form, et cetera. Oh really? Yeah, I definitely. And mm. durability has Strength, been has been, beauty. Has been extremely yeah. tested at Mirai. We couldn't smash
1: it with a sledgehammer. <laughs> we tried. I'm glad to know that. yeah, this, this yeah. is exactly what I wanted to achieve. this that, that's what this this was my my goal to create something usable useful, something durable and yeah and uh, how I started with the slabs, you know it was pretty much in the same time when I started to be really like hardcore involved in bonsai and uh, I wanted to try to make some rock planting or slab planting but it was difficult to get the right stone or, or yeah, slab So I was curious if it's possible to make something, you know, to to create something. So I started to make some very first experiments. It's like maybe, yeah, 10 years ago or something like that. And uh, gradually, step by step, we discovered the same or the the right way. And uh, I... Have to say that the big part of this process was uh, or still is is, is Martina, hmm. my partner. She's a extremely creative person, and actually, she's a big part of our stones, our products, and uh, uh, actually she incorporated very all the most important uh, ideas how to get these uh, textures and v- variability of, of of structures and and these uh, tiny details so um uh, yeah and uh, i tried many different materials and ways how to how to develop the stones or or the slabs but um uh, uh, I don't actually I was really curious I was curious to to uh, or it's like it's about all it's about the patience and and dedication i was like we make the first slap and it was not good enough, so we tried to do it better and better and better, and slowly we developed the right right way or the way which works for us mm mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's it. It's it's simple actually. If you if you want, if you really want something, maybe one day you get it.
2: That's it. <laughs> so who is no. your inspiration? Where'd you get your first recipe from? I mean, how 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 all that come about?
1: I don't even know. You know, I was very involved in rock climbing. I like stones and rocks in general. So maybe this almost like subconscious. Um, feel or feeling from stones you know this yeah yeah because Uh my fingers they really know they experienced many different kinds of rocks and stones and Mm -hmm. so this yeah rock climbing and rocks and nature was a huge inspiration for that then obviously i have seen many uh like pictures or imported slabs and stones from from japan some of them were really beautiful some of them were like okay maybe there would be a better way how to do it yeah and uh, so i started
5: huh? mm. that's it <laughs> can i back up the check so the rock check methodology climbing. yeah you like, like rock climbing also? yeah a
1: lot yeah yeah <laughs> cool
5: <laughs> we got a connection there, <laughs> <Yeah>. brother <laughs> i love the mountain isn't it mm. it's interesting to be and to move on the rock and like I've been carving pots lately
3: mm.
5: and a lot of what I've been carving has been kind of things that I remember from being on the wall and climbing and being in these mm. weird crevices trying to recreate those moments. You have a lot of that, a lot of that in your work.
1: Yeah, it's like, for, yeah, that's, that's what I wanted to recreate or achieve this, this feeling of the wild nature on, or somehow I tend. Naturally, to this uh, like informal organic shapes, much much more than to the like ge- geometrical shapes. But actually, uh, I have many new ideas, and I would love to incorporate these geometrical shapes. Uh, To to these organic forms of stones and and rocks and and stones and somehow I would love to find a way how to Yeah, how to work with some geometrical shapes and organic shapes together and, and mesh these two ideas together Which are in the big contrast actually, but I'm pretty sure that there is some way how to how to do it so it means that I would like to incorporate more and more design ideas into the stones and slabs. Yeah. Work, yeah. I consider this ideas quite interesting, it can be interesting, or in general I'm very curious and <laughs> so definitely I'm gonna try it. I, I actually, I, I already started to, yeah, started with the very first ideas and uh, so far it's not what I expected but it doesn't. It doesn't stop me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it doesn't stop there. Uh, yeah. what, uh, where Where were you rock climbing? Living in the Czech.
1: Yeah, actually, I live in, uh, like, mm, or in my surrounding nature in the neighborhood. We have uh sandstone towers and walls. It's pretty soft. Sandstone is quite dangerous to. Yeah. Uh, to climb there, but yeah we started there with all of my friends so it was yeah, th- this was my childhood to spend the uh, free time there in in the forest and and climbs on of these crazy uh, rock uh, sand- sandstone towers and then we have a quite famous area very near very close to my my place this uh, elb valley or um, yeah this uh, elb valley sandstone area Which is pretty amazing, and the quality of the stone is much better. It's like a really solid and hard uh, sandstone, and uh, in general, it's slightly overhanging climbing, very technical, and but you you need to respect the the environment or or the style of the climbing. It means that it's like a sport climbing, but not so safe as on limestone let's say yeah, yeah. No. you need to you need to know what you want to climb and be just
5: you should know your ability y- yeah yeah exactly be very you, cautious you know, of your yeah, ability yeah. Hmm. i've heard that in europe that the ratings are much harder than here that we rate something maybe a mm. five twelve or you could, you do the seven seven B eight A eight B. Y- your yeah, actually, ratings are much harder
1: mm. overall yeah. in in Czech and German sandstones we have the uh, special classification yeah and let's say that like eight um, A on sandstone is like seven A of the French classification oh, on limestone
5: oh I didn't know that yeah
1: so and seven A here in s- States is like five.
5: I think it's four, third, thirteen. No, foot, no, seventy. Is that twelve? Yeah. No, thirteen A or B or something. I okay. can't. Remember, I don't yeah. remember. Yeah. Okay.
1: It's pretty That's hard. Yeah, I never so climbed in, in in yeah in states so.
5: We have have the five scale. It goes five, five, six, five, five, seven, mm -hmm. eight, nine, and then it hits 10. Mm -hmm. At 10, we go five, 10, A, B, C, D, 11, A, B, C, D, 12, A, B, C, D.
2: So my wife's a 10. What would she be in (laughs) check? Uh,
5: Yeah. Yeah. Let's see.
1: The 10... Then,
2: why do you have a pocket knife in your
1: hand,
0: man? He's <laughs> ready to stand. Yeah. He's, got, he's got a knife over here as and he's <laughs> listening yeah. to you. And
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, then on a sandstone wall, which is not so overhanging, so it means that you climb on very small, like, very small crimpers.
5: And lots and, of grip with the feet. Uh, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. So it's like, it's pretty, it's pretty difficult climbing, actually. And then... Uh, hmm it's like uh, um, 7C on limestone. limestone. So...
5: You you have uh, a different rating.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. But then I started to climb on on limestone in many countries in in Europe, like in Spain, south of Spain, or north of Spain, in, in Catalonia, or south of France, all of these famous rock climbing areas, like like Siruana, oh, you've been there? Yeah, many times. It was kind of life lifestyle actually. Yeah, huh. we traveled a lot with small group of friends, a van? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that time I I didn't have my own van, but I was always some possibility how to join somebody, you of know, course. just, you know.
5: If you're willing to belay someone, you've got a place to yeah, sleep.
1: Yeah, exactly.
5: It was, exactly, <laughs> yeah,
1: it was like that.
5: If you're willing to climb with someone, yeah, you got yeah, a place yeah. to sleep, man.
1: Yeah, actually, <laughs> to tell the truth, I'm missing this part of my life quite a lot. I a would little love different. To, yeah, because now, now I don't have enough time, you know, to to climb and travel and spend the free time in the rocks and just enjoy the climbing but definitely i would love to climb again it's a different lifestyle yeah yeah yeah
4: hey i just can't help myself but i remember one story and told me about his climbing trips to spain and stuff like that like friends came and told him hey just come for a weekend or just one night somewhere and he yeah. came back a, after a month
5: <laughs> yeah,
1: with the yeah, same was,
4: pair of socks. Yeah, it was
5: literally like that.
4: Yeah, yeah. Wow. That's so climber. they call climbing bums.
5: Climbing bums. Yeah, climbing but, bums. You, yeah, but in,
1: in, in that time it was it was easy because I was in the school, in the, mm-hmm. in the university, I, I was a bad student, you know. Yeah. I spent so most weird. of the free time outside, you know. On the wall. And, yeah, yeah. So it was easy to say that he he will go to climb for a weekend and from the weekend it was one month you know (laughs) even more so it was it was in that time it was really easy yeah it was it was good a lot of training a lot of training but i went to through the point when i felt that i will need to sacrifice 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 a lot almost everything you know my personal life all the all the free time and just train and climb harder and harder stuff and I started to realize that I don't want to do it because since my childhood I was very involved in in art let's say on painting and drawing and I I realized that Probably I should do something a little bit different with, with my life than only climb, you know, and spend the free time in the rocks and train and climb and train and climb and sometimes make some money, you know, and go to climb again. So actually, it was that time when I when I started to think about bonsai seriously. It was like very conscious decision. Like I w- one day I would love to do bonsai as a professional, like like to, for for living. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I just started to learn as much as possible and I was like a sponge, like a sponge, you know, like I started to absorb all the ideas and I was like more and more hungry for new, for more and more knowledge and new information and, yeah, and... uh, that's
0: it i mean how old were you Uh, because you're you're spending so much time out climbing how old were you when you started doing bonsai and how'd that
1: work yeah actually i the very first contact with with bonsai was when i was like 10 years old kid i remember that i found a book about bonsai in my grandma's library like this old school book about bonsai from some czech author which is not very well known yeah, but it was it was some sort of information there, and uh, so I started to play with little trees, like childhood hobby, and then I started to climb and had many other hobbies, like yeah, art, and I, I was pretty involved in in paintings and drawings and this stuff, and
4: uh, and trumpet too. Yeah, yeah,
1: actually, yeah. When I yeah I started to play a trumpet, and music, you know, all of this stuff so bonsai was something like a little bit like a neglected hobby you know a neglected childhood hobby but when i was finishing the this my study i was studying the uh, history of art and and painting and drawing and and uh, it was actually like a pedag- pedagogical faculty how to how to teach about art yeah. and in that time i met Václav novak the main figure of our bonsai scene and uh, i've seen his place. i've seen like he works with with trees how he how he travels and i said to myself like this is exactly what i love what i would love to do with uh, with my life so i started to do bonsai like it was pretty intense in, in that time i i met uh, tom actually yeah you contact me like we met in some bonsai uh, exhibition there in Czech Republic, then I visited Tom and yeah he helped me to um, or how to say, it. yeah,
4: I helped you a lot,
1: yeah you helped me a lot, <laughs> yeah, yeah, so yeah, and from that time i it was like I felt that the climbing. Was less and less important for me, and gradually I was more and more more involved in bonsai.
0: Mm. Yeah. and uh, I mean Tom, I've never. So you said you got into ceramics via bonsai initially. Like, had that happen for you?
4: How old were you when you started doing bonsai? I was also around ten years old, or even even younger. I I saw a documentary on uh, bonsai in. Uh, Chick television, and uh, I, I remember uh, me keeping on telling to my parents, please, I want to do bonsai, please buy me some book about it or something. And uh, then I really got a book for Christmas. And uh, in spring of 1990, which I was still not 10 years old, I I dug up my first two trees. I still have one of them in 1990.
5: N- 1990. <laughs>
4: oh. And uh, yeah, and later, later came the pots. I I already said. I maybe my very first pot I made around the year 2000 mm. or maybe 1999 or. Doesn't matter. These these first years, I made just very few crazy <laughs> pots, and later on, I already explained how I, how it developed. How big so, is your bonsai collection? Um, quite quite big. I I have an ah. insane <laughs> amount of uh, <laughs> trees which I can't care of uh, without the help of my wife, who's part of uh, not just. The personal life also the professional life uh, it's been already five and a half years that uh, she works with me mm-hmm. but she helps me with bonsai a lot is she, she passionate she, about
5: it
0: does she, she love bonsai too or is it just it's part, yeah, of, she, part of being together she likes
4: it a lot uh if i'm not sure if she really loves it <laughs> I, but she really likes it a lot. And uh, she helps me watering and weeding the trees. So. Mm-hmm. Does she make I, ceramics too? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. In every pack you have from me is a few pots from my wife.
0: Very cool. And you said your daughter is into it now
4: as well? Yeah. Yeah, oh, this, this is becoming no.
0: like a family, this business, a family this business
4: This you is know, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> this is so cool, You know, cool, my kids, <laughs> my kids uh, made a few pots uh, when they were very young, because you know these young children always make everything with their parents or try to copy them, you know, stuff like that. But I'm very happy with that that the children come back to it now when they are 16 and 30. My son is 16 soon in 11 days. Mm-hmm and uh recently my 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 uh daughter was 13 so that really makes me happy now like the, because it's uh it's conscious from them it's not just a childish thing now but it's conscious yeah and uh that there is one pot from my daughter in america too by Eric Chikoski, he bought one. Okay. One ah,
5: shout me. out to Eric.
4: <laughs> very cool. Very very
0: cool. Wow, interesting. I have I have no expectation that Taft is ever going to be interested in bonsai.
5: Never. know.
0: I, I also you did never know. You never know. But I have no I have no expectation. That's like if he was, I would be super pumped.
5: I have hopes he'll be an MAA champion. I want to see a heavy, like an heavy... MMA champion, yeah, jiu jitsu specialist. Yeah, I do.
4: right. That's my hope. <laughs> I also don't have these expectations with my children, but now if it comes without expectations, it's yeah. even better. Yeah, that's, that's,
5: that. I, that's
0: what I'm saying. That's yeah. just like magic right there.
4: Still, I think my son is uh, going to be a musician in his life. I, uh-huh. I really think so. Uh, he's really great in music. I really love what he's doing. Wow, that's cool. good. Very cool. And you, yeah. so uh,
0: have you always been into music too? Because you're in a band, you play, yeah. and you were talking about like you and Jan are kind of like like Jan's into rock climbing and bonsai, and you're into bonsai ceramics. But you got this music thing. Yeah, but that's in also
4: fact, very... Jan is maybe much better musician than me.
6: I don't think so. No, I don't <laughs>
1: think so. Like... Yeah, I think so. I don't yeah. really think so. Yeah, it's actually, yeah, I was...
4: He has, like, yeah. better feeling or or the
1: mm,
4: mood or... Soul, uh, or, thank, or you. Even, soul. thank you, <laughs> thank you. Or even education, I was never educated in music. No, um,
5: actually... Let get deep. The, uh, no.
4: you, you. You taught... Yeah, I spent a few... You, your yeah, yourself I spent, like... With the trumpet or... You know, I
5: spent
1: couple of years in the or okay let's let's talk about the trumpet <laughs> I I remember when I was like 15 and I really wanted to start to play on trumpet so I went into the musical school for kids you know like we have this in Czech Republic like how we call it like yeah what's what would be the English translation for Dolidusky
4: yeah that, that's uh, basic artistic school yeah or yeah yeah, like yeah. That. Like, but I
1: was like, you know, with young 15 years old guy with dreadlocks and a little bit like, you know, and they were very traditional. Let's so say. basic
5: musical theory.
1: Hang on. Yeah. yeah. Hang on, but hang on.
0: Whoa, whoa, whoa. You were 15 with dreadlocks? <laughs> oh, yeah. In the Czech? Uh, mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> yeah, sure. Damn. But I, I remember that I was... Have you ever had dreadlocks? No. I mean, let's no, no, just no. get
0: right down to it here because now we're really cutting through the fat. Yeah. <laughs> let's <laughs> yeah, was, do this.
1: I was, yeah, sort of... You know, I always wanted to be like a good guy, but somehow I always end up as a bad boy. I don't know, you know, it's like, I don't know why. So I was like... So it was pretty much the same in this uh, musical school. Uh I went there that I would really love to start with trumpet. I love that instrument. And they were like, what? You are not interested enough. And somebody like you... Will never will be never good in trumpet playing because maybe you are not dedicated enough or something like that. And I was like, "What?" Because
4: you have dreadlocks. Yeah.
1: So anyway, my mother. I remember my mother helped me to find a, like a private lessons, and uh, this so uh, like my first trumpet teacher. He was like an elderly man, but good player and, and and he teach me the basic stuff and yeah the technique and embouchure and uh, but i i wanted to play jazz so
5: uh, whoa
1: yeah like it is you know when i heard the miles davis stuff like kind oh of, my I god was yeah. So, yeah i was really deeply <laughs> impressed like wow but uh, of course i had no idea how to play is jazz to a play. thing
5: in the check is it something that's popular? Over? Yeah. Oh,
1: oh yeah, I, I don't know really? if it's really popular nowadays, but or it used like, to be. It is, it is. Yeah, like, yeah. Let's say it is. And uh, yeah. So, what was the theme? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I
5: threw us off.
0: <laughs> So you yeah. you you had dreadlocks. They said you can't do it. Yeah, you're yeah. studying with this old dude who's helping
1: you out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now now I know what I wanted to say. That, I wanted to start with jazz, but all the stuff was in English, but, oh. and I was a bad student, you know, in the school, so I had, you know, I, I learned almost anything about English language and so, but because of the jazz music, I started, I started to uh, actually learn English language because all of the stuff about jazz improvisation, how to play jazz was, was, was in English. So I started to learn the language too which which is which was good because now now I'm able to talk more or less you know speak with the people and travel and and run the workshops and mm-hmm. yeah and uh yeah,
0: yeah you still yeah. you still play the trumpet?
1: Uh yeah actually I started to practice like to paint, like daily routine like 2 years ago again 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 You know, I I started when I was 15, but they were like, okay, five years of intensive practice routine, and then I leave the trumpet for a couple of years, and then I started again. So currently I I practice, like, when I'm at home, I practice almost every day.
5: Not not to, I know that a trumpet isn't this genre, but Hmm. does Middle Eastern music ever influence you a little bit because it's mm-hmm. a very improvisation it's kind of the foundations of mm. improvisation of music is kind of the middle eastern music uh, not really no from, from the beginning I, I was
1: i tended to like american jazz like yeah the, all the miles davis of stuff course, yeah. and yeah. baker and because yeah, that's yeah, where the that, trumpet mm.
5: kind of took its, its mm. it got its roots and just kind of took root and everything yeah. See, but
0: what Lime's not telling you is that he's of Lebanese descent, and so he's <laughs> really a... hoping what you'll say is yes. Middle Eastern music, absolutely. Influenced
5: <laughs> uh, okay, me. but you know, for me, no, it's, for it's too fast. Fast. that's where you're headed. We no, all fast. know it. We know, it. know it.
0: Yeah, definitely. You were yeah. looking for it. <laughs> that's quite yeah, so, you're a little thirsty there. I like
5: to play the tabacky.
0: Little thirsty. Ah, okay. <laughs> okay.
5: I have a tabuki in the basement. Sometimes I go down uh-huh. and go, get a little funky on my own.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so do you know? <laughs> and Ryan probably won't say this but you have something in common with Ryan. <laughs>
5: <laughs> oh no. Is you play the, the
2: trumpet? trumpet too or
1: what? <laughs> yeah. I do. No way. Yeah. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you have your instrument here? Oh uh, no. There's no way of getting
0: it out a trumpet now that you've just told me what you have told me. No, no, but you know <laughs> be an like, abomination for me to try playing a trumpet know, in front of you.
1: I have my mouthpiece here and even the like oh, lead so pipe, nice. yeah. yeah. Because yeah, you need to practice your embouchure or, or yeah, maintain yeah, your embouchure, you yeah, know. Yeah, you got to maintain at that. At least something, yeah.
0: So uh no, I don't I don't I don't I no longer play the trumpet. Uh-huh. That was a that was a former career or a former not career. Excuse me, That's a total <laughs> wrong usage. That was opened my eyes. Like yeah, no. yeah. <laughs> I was a professional trumpet player. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I was super into jazz too. That was why I started really? playing the trumpet. Yeah, absolutely. I wow, I, I we, we could it. write a new jazz intro band.
5: for asymmetry. Right I never heard about this. Music.
0: We could write an intro as long as Jan's gonna play it for there us. How's that? <laughs> How's uh, that? That's, the, That's yeah. the only way. That's the only way
1: that we have an intro
5: let's get yeah. funky on it we got we got a board we got some gear let's do it
1: yeah that's no, that's, that's great there you go but you still practice time to time sometimes oh really yeah that's sometimes because sometimes. it's fun
0: yeah yeah <laughs> you know you like blow into this thing in the right way and all of a sudden sound comes out and it's like what yeah. do you want to do with yeah. that sound yeah. it, it, it is it's very free and it's yeah. very fun
1: yeah for me it's very relaxing like it mm-hmm. I feel that I I need to release some tension in the the body, you know, time to time. So climbing was a great way how to release the tension. And trumpet too, actually. You need to be really relaxed. You need to feel okay with with yourself to play well. Yeah, Yeah.
4: Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I've heard that trumpet is a bitch. I've heard it from uh, an old trumpet player who played in the biggest bands, big bands, uh, biggest Mm. big bands uh, in uh, Czech Republic and they even played a lot in america mm-hmm. one of the greatest trumpet uh, players in uh czech republic that even if he was old experienced man that if you just wake up mm-hmm. and you stand out from uh, your bed with the wrong uh, feet then then, mm-hmm. then you have to yeah play. it's a lot like climbing Hmm.
5: Rock climbing's the same way. You get up the rock. You have a bad day. You wake up. You have a bad morning. Well, there's yeah, there's a, there's is. a
2: list of like jokes here as far as the um, oh my as far God, as trumpers right. are concerned, right? Oh, yeah. no. So, what do you call a successful trumpet player? <laughs> mm. I don't know. A guy whose wife has two jobs. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Give
2: us another one. How, how that give give us that another one, one. Yeah. would be. Um, mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> let's see here what's the difference between a trumpeter and garbage the garbage gets taken out once a week oh. <laughs> uh, no, <that's, laughs> but there's another one here one. <laughs> let's see here uh, did you hear my last recital the friend says I hope so I don't that doesn't make sense to me. So, anyway there's like tons of them here okay so um. anyway I think
5: you, you know how this Troy's is, mind works right this now. Is,
0: this, this is what's so interesting is we are having <laughs> this intense intellectual con- conversation. <laughs> <laughs>
5: Troy finds and a And Troy's looking up trumpet
0: jokes.
2: <laughs>
5: it's and, awesome. And he's
0: still got the pocket knife out. Mm. Oh.
2: And that's all. In, I got jokes on the, uh, what's the first ceramic there in in, in, Cro- in in Czech Republic with the woman with the boobs? the 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 venus Ah, uh, oh yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah. do do you have some sort of uh inspiration from that (laughs) you know is that where the the kula you know the 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 the, you know is that where that comes from you know uh what else do i have uh anyway i'll stop there (laughs) (laughs) you should have kept going. (laughs) going What well, what's the story with this Venus thing? That is it, like that's that's you know that it, is it like used just... to be
4: it used to be like the ideal of beauty those thousands and thousands of years ago like more than twenty thousand because you know big boobs and big uh... yeah
2: but they're way down the waist
4: yeah Beca- because because uh, call that big booties. because it was uh. <laughs> powerful female who can give you a lot of children. You know that's why they. That's the official, so, official, official that, theory, right? Uh, official theory, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. but it makes what, some sense. What, uh, what is this? So, so, but you, so you, so are you, are you, you looking also asked me if I was uh, if I was uh, influenced by that or inspired. Yeah, uh, yeah it's uh. Well, well first
2: uh, of all,
4: uh, what is the official name for this Venus? Biestoniczka Venusha. Yeah
1: and. Oh, yes, it's, it's, exactly. a, it's, a, it's a little city, yeah, or or town, She she's
2: in there. I mean, yeah, she's something else. <laughs> oh. She, I mean, oh, oh,
0: yeah, interesting. That is like. It almost has, like, an African art kind of... Really?
5: Yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah, real,
5: yeah. a real, real looks, looks African like
2: Aboriginal...
0: We're talking about the yeah. little
5: figurine. Can I see? Is that uh, the yeah, little we, one we, like this? No, with
1: the... there, this, it's, it, it wouldn't yeah. be little. I've seen yeah, it. it's, yeah, that's our lady. Yeah, that's really it's fascinating.
4: Why yeah, but it... you reminded me, with your question, if it influenced my <laughs> my designs, you reminded me about... that. That one is a old Japanese classic design, I don't know who, who made this. Uh, maybe later I can, sh- I can make a drawing of that pot, but I've made the several pieces of that uh, in my career and touching that pot, especially in the sizes I made it, it's like <laughs> touching the back of my wife. It's just exactly <laughs> the same. <So laughs> Children under awesome. 18 need to leave the room at this point.
5: Hmm. Hmm. You love your wife, huh?
4: <laughs> I love her a lot, and she knows about this connection. It's not, nothing like it would be first time revealing. Her, for her name for is her. Venus, is it? She's like, yeah, I like she, that. <laughs> it's, she's not the shape of this Venus, yeah. but she's a Venus for me for sure. <laughs> She should be <laughs> well. Well, those out there should 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 Google this image
2: because this is um, hmm. This is an image that is one that is for those that have a specific taste. Well, it, it
5: carries over to a lot of cultures.
2: It certainly does.
5: It does. There's yeah. a lot of actual similarities. Mm-hmm. It goes all the way, you know, Africa, Europe. Yep. It goes all the way through the world. Actually, that that similar
2: mm-hmm.
5: that figurine, yeah, mm. similar uh, shapes of that.
1: Yeah.
4: <laughs> now comes the. Uh, t- hey, I remember silence. when when <laughs> we broke into the music. Uh, in that moment, I said that Jan is m- much better musician than me, and I said maybe he has the better feeling or mood. It's the groove. Ah, uh, gro- He is much better groove oh, for me. Yeah, I music.
5: call it soul. It, you kind of you like you feel. Yeah, you're no, like yeah. ooh ah. Uh. In in just, <laughs> we call it. Feeling, right? Yeah, you're, you're feeling, feeling that like, you feel the dream mm-hmm, you feel the beat. Like, you're in mm, the you're in the beat. Mm, to be in the beat, I guess. Mm, to be in the groove, in, in the move, yeah. Mm. Well,
2: yeah. you know there's a joke that says about rock climbers.
5: Mm.
1: Oh, oh, jokes dude. about rock climbers. <laughs> okay, Come here on. we go. <laughs>
2: you ready for this? <laughs> What's the difference between a a climber and a stock portfolio? Stock portfolio. Hmm.
5: We both like to go up the hell. I don't
2: know. No. A portfolio will eventually mature and make money.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. That's very true. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I,
5: yeah.
1: I agree with that.
5: When, when you come home with the same socks on after a month, <laughs> I agree with that. Yeah. I may have similar stories, man, having the yeah. same clothes on for very long periods of time, <laughs> washing them in a creek. <laughs>
1: Yeah. <laughs> you know, when you climb in the south of Spain or I hear south it's of France, awesome climbing. Yeah, you don't need such a, you so know, you, you s- don't need many socks or t-shirts, <laughs> you, you don't know, need you much just, of anything. Yeah, exactly. Barefoot. You, yeah, you need your shoes, you know, you you need your harness sometimes, not even that. You I can want make barefoot some bouldering <laughs> and for a while.
5: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> People used to look at me weird. Why does that guy have no shoes on? <laughs> I'm fine, man. I'm good. Gotta <laughs> <I get, Yeah. laughs> stretch my feet out, man. They've been stuck in a little crimped up shoe oh, for a yeah, while.
1: Oh, yeah. 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 Especially for sandstone climbing in, in my area, you need to use like very tight shoes Yeah. for very small uh, footsteps. And it's like, it's very technical climbing. Yeah. It's like,
5: it's a lot of, we call it smearing. So when the the shoe you use the shoe on the wall. Okay. The word in English is smear. Okay. You smear uh-huh. the wall and, use and you the use wa- the friction of the The so- friction mm-hmm. of the sole.
1: Yeah, that's a big part of uh, sandstone climbing. And yeah. then
5: when you miss it and you slide down the oh, wall, Oh yeah. We call it sandpaper. Sa- mhm. Yeah. Mhm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. <laughs> you walk away looking like sandpaper just mm-hmm. took you over.
0: Yeah. yeah. Did you <laughs> climb too, Tom?
4: I did just few times, because uh, I had a grandmother and grandfather in a beautiful part of our country. It's even called Czech paradise, this part. And it's also made of sandstone mm-hmm. all around. Mm-hmm. Uh, just some few volcanoes popped through this sandstone there. It's real paradise. Are, th- mm. are they active? And active volcanoes? no, 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 no. no. Oh. no. It's... Not like here it's yeah. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> something special yeah which is have that here? for hundreds of mm. millions of years there mm. In, you know, che- czech massive like the the big rock <laughs> under czech country is a uh, very 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 old part of europe maybe even one of the oldest parts of, of
1: europe, europe. Yeah. yeah i actually i he- uh, heard about theories or i read something about the theories that the geologic czech... wise yeah that the that the Czech country is like a huge crater after some Im- after the impact of the huge
4: me- uh, a
1: meteorite. Me- yeah, yeah, meteorite. Mm-hmm. Meteor meteorite. Yeah, yeah.
4: yeah. <laughs> but but true. very very old one. Mm. And later on, the sandstone
5: formed on top of that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Later but on, then there was a late.
4: sea and the sand, then the sandstone, and then these uh, volcanoes pop through and.
2: Mm. Oh,
3: like, like the Cambrian area old. or something like mm. way,
5: way back. Mm. Yeah.
2: Yeah. You know Clean Eastwood? Yeah. Yeah? You know he's a he's a potter too. He's Wait, what? what? He's a potter, potter. also. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh. So what did he say before he fired up the kiln? Oh no. <laughs> oh
5: my God. Dude. <laughs> he... <laughs>
2: Go so ahead <laughs> Bake my day
6: <laughs> Yeah Go ahead Yeah This <laughs> is my
3: laughter
4: just I would love to have Jim Carrey here who who can who can uh,
5: interpret that
4: <laughs> yeah yeah I would take Troy any day yeah I, mean I would take wrong. Troy any day
0: over Jim Carrey <laughs>
6: <laughs> oh that's funny Uh,
0: well, since you're so since being in Europe you have the ability you're very close to a lot of other countries that are, are dramatically different and you know you have the ability to travel is there a favorite place in Europe that you guys have like a just like when you go there, mm, it is.
4: I mm-hmm. know. Uh, It it's very hard to say, but for some reason maybe I can choose one. Even though I would love to talk about many others. But there's one place. Two years ago I visited the uh, Thorhol Villa when we had our first Driscala Gang meeting. And, uh, we met in Sweden the other year we met in mar- my garden. And this year we, we met, uh, in Andy, Stone monkey Pearson mm. garden. So when I was in Sweden, there was a place where pff, it really blew my mind. Mm. And it was when we traveled to his lock cabin up in the North. Wow. And. I didn't know why I have that feeling, but uh, later on, I realized that it was for the reasons, like, the presence of man was very, very, very low. Like, the nature really didn't care there is some man
5: You're above the Arctic Circle, aren't you? You're above the Arctic Circle at that area, aren't you?
4: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it was the polar day, (laughs) (sighs) unfortunately. it was very funny at night really oh the colors yeah uh... yeah you know you 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 could see the sun just touching the ground and just boom up again wow you know birds singing the whole night and Mm. insects flying the whole not night it was it was really day. day yeah it was like uh, the darkest part of it was like the most beautiful and longest uh, summer night, which uh, summer evening, which ends up at 10, for example, but you are at 9, like that. Oh that You still see the sun. <laughs> you see mm. the beautiful red clouds and stuff like that, but you see them in north, wow. not in west, but in north.
5: And then just bounces it back just, up? The, cloud, or the uh, sun just goes right back up.
0: Yeah. Wow, that's really, really
5: wild. That's weird. How long yeah. were
4: you up there for? Like 10 days or something. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. What's this cabin like? Yeah, it's some very old cabin, which was moved also long ago. It, it was originally some few kilometers away. It, it was originally... Uh, Cabin for some ships, so it was close to a lake. And where there was the big entrance for the ships, uh, Thor has a big window now, mm-hmm. and and a piece of country there. Wow, I, I could see an elk or something. Uh, now I don't remember it in English. Which
5: did you have which elk?
4: type of big, it, the, the very big deer with the?
5: it's like an elk it? it's their version of an elk yeah yeah
4: i could see it from the window and and uh, we've seen the bear shit on on the road <laughs> and stuff like that fortunately we didn't see the bear just the shit <laughs> and uh yeah why i loved this that part of country it was uh for example when we when we climbed up a, a hill you watch one direction and you can see somewhere far in the distance that there is another road and maybe a little village and you realize it must be like 15 or 20 kilometers away from you so you take a look around to the other side of, of the hill or, or the mountain and you and you see the same on the other side like the other village is another 15 kilometers to the other side and it's just a small one a few houses and it's just wild nature all around. I, I love that there. And the the last reason, or maybe one of the last reasons, you know, was that there was just a lot of forest, so it means even wood around, and a lot of beautiful stones. Mm.
5: Is it granite? May, may, what kind of stone is it?
4: Uh, that I don't remember well limestone it, i think it, it's granite. It, i think it was granite but yeah. but it was pinkish pinkish purplish yeah you get more, pink granite more,
5: mm-hmm. yeah 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 yeah. Mm-hmm.
4: yeah. In, in czech republic we have also these colors in in granite oh that's beautiful but, mm. yeah and it was very brickish like brick like pieces so I felt immediately like I if if, if there's some problem with the civil, civilization I I just want to run here. <laughs> I can build a cabin in a in one day from these stones because it's just like bricks and there's enough wood everywhere and that maybe this like basic survivalist feeling made me feel like a home there. Like oh. I, I really felt safe and life there.
5: Hmm. But, uh, that's, yeah. that's kind of like how we have it out west we have a lot yeah, of those and, and, I, and,
4: I, and I also love it here very much I, I, I know I still didn't have seen much of it here but somehow I I have great feelings here hmm. Yeah, it's very similar to our country here just a little bit better somehow I, I really extreme. love what I've seen here
5: it's more extreme. Our mountain range. Our, our volcanoes are still active.
4: Yeah. You know. I don't know though. I
0: don't know though. I mean, mm. the Cascades are relatively tame. I would say, considering the other mountain ranges. Oh. But I, I mean, Europe's the same. I mean, the Alps are are, are monstrosities.
6: Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: And really, I, have you spent any time in the Alps? Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. That that I I would love I would love mm. to see the Swiss Alps or even yes yeah, yeah. Alps or no, northern Italy like Dolomites and uh-huh, these Arites. Yeah. one of my probably the most beloved place and if in, you in see Europe. sun so touching bad. the yeah. ground
4: down uh, in the alps that that's mm. a beautiful thing we we yeah. experienced when collecting trees because we we went we carried them down to the car when so what when you the collecting? night was there
2: oh okay <laughs> so
4: we were not you know, visible <laughs> yeah right
2: actually what type of trees are you collecting and where are you collecting at
1: mm. Let's say that I am not that uh, experienced collector of trees. I collected just a couple of trees, actually, like a couple of times with Tom when we tried to try to find something in in Dolomites area. Let's say, basically, the mugo, mugo pines mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, some spruces. And in my area, we have many like endless Scots pines everywhere. They are everywhere, endless number of Scots pines. But they are not like a true yamadori. They are pretty, pretty young trees. Well, that was in Tom's grandmother's backyard, right? That Scots pine you collected. So that's not really. Oh okay. no! Yeah, okay. You know, in my <laughs> my area, there they are like a, it's quite interesting country or or like a countryside because we have like a big uh, contrast between down there is almost like a bog area or very wet area but then you have a sandstone tower which is like 20 meters high and on the top of the sandstone towers we have a scots pines which looks almost like trees from higher elevation even if we don't have high mountains. Mm.
4: It's an old mature tree, but sometimes just three meters or
1: yeah, yeah. And sometimes it's possible to find something quite interesting there. But anyway, if you want to collect something really like high quality Yamadori tree, you 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 need to go to higher mountains like spain france yeah S- sandstone's off. tough
0: to collect off too isn't it i mean success rate wise I, at least in the united states mm. that that is saying though that most of the sandstone in the u.s is is based in the desert so that makes it i'm mm. assuming ah, okay very very mm. compromising because the roots do have to run so far but it is a soft stone that's penetrable
4: yeah
2: actually yeah.
4: i i have... yeah, but when the tree penetrates it then then it's lost for you mm-hmm. yep. yeah exactly you, yeah. you have to find yep. the one with the whole root ball, that's fine <laughs> because yeah, yeah, if you can lift it, you just lift it with the whole root ball. But mm. once it touches into or drills into the soft sandstone, then then yeah, you don't have the a game chance. is over. Yeah, and yeah. and for us here, because
0: those are primarily desert regions, mm-hmm. there's no way a tree survives with mm. its roots in the. In a rock pocket so, or something yeah. like that.
1: I have pretty good uh, rate of success with these pines out of sandstone mm. towers, but they are like a small trees, you know, not But massive, they get a lot more rain there, trees.
5: don't they? Yeah. Doesn't it come like, up off of the the uh, ocean there? Uh, mm-hmm. The Mediterranean. Mm-hmm. The rain comes uh, up in uh, this way, into yeah, the mainland. Mediterranean. You know, Isn't
4: it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but... Of course, whole Europe is affected by uh, by a- some Atlantic uh, 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 yeah. weather, but but it's already in the middle of the continent, so uh, mm. uh, Czech Republic <coughs> is in the middle, so.
2: So is there a person that, in your area that is like that collects? That that's what they do for a, a living, for a hobby. Mm, that you go there to buy right. material from them. Mm-mm,
1: not really. There's no. nobody them. Professional collector, right? No, no. because no. yeah, we, we don't have we don't have uh, such a good trees which are like worth it to to collect them, you know, like seriously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So time to time you can find something quite interesting, but uh, it, not, nothing there like was, that. There no, was no, Josef
4: like here. with his company who who went to collect uh, trees in. Other countries. Uh, and he was known in Europe for this. But you know, every uh every well can go dry once or Yeah. So that's what happened to mm. I've heard uh there are some countries where he can't go anymore and so
2: are you, would you consider yourself more of a potter than a bonsai? Is? Or, I mean, how would you... And there, I asked this question because it's like, are there trees out there that you would like to be able to collect? But is it, uh I'm more interested in making the pots.
4: Uh, I, I you know still can't help myself. And if I see such a tree, then I have to collect it. That's yeah. that's my big problem that I know I need to get rid of at least half of the trees I have. <laughs> at least. At least. Maybe you know, three would quarters be? will be better or f- <laughs> four fifths or something but I've heard
5: Ryan say that
4: but yeah, and every year i I sell some of the trees, I give some of the starters or I also i I also can't help myself uh, when you know there's a part of a tree that you just no, normally you just cut it, but i I earlier it and I just saw seeds, so every year I have hundreds of <laughs> seedlings too. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so every year I I get rid of some few trees. I sell some of them, some of these starters, some of these earlier or something. I just give as presents to some of my friends, but still, the tempo of getting new trees is some of the seasons even higher there's <laughs> never enough,
1: I, enough trees yeah. yeah we need more
2: we need to be more active so what is like mm-hmm. a native tree in your area that's just very common Scots pines yeah. Scotts pine. Scotts pine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that's in people's yards that's in the mountains you see this everywhere yeah, yeah. especially yeah, in my place
1: everywhere. in my area it's like they are everywhere mm-hmm. everywhere like pretty tall and uh trees almost like a literati style especially mm. on the top of the sandstone towers mm-hmm. or sandstone rocks it looks pretty elegant they are mm. nice
2: so to yeah. the extreme what would be the most rarest tree you see in your area pardon most rare? the, the, the rarest w- like olives the what the would you see leasing. like I, I just oh yeah what, What's something hard what to to when, find. You, when you but, drive and you see it in someone's front yard it's like wow that's uh, a,
4: i, I you know, i've uh, for I example found, wild beer if you want to a have pear. a wild pear, pear? Oh, oh pear, pear. okay. Mm-hmm. Then it's not common to get. And so that's what yeah. pear trees are.
5: you have wild pear trees.
4: Yeah.
1: Oh. Mm. And I found uh, from... wild uh, juniper com- communis in my mm. in my area, like very small area of five six trees. But in didn't one they didn't they leave place. in '89?
4: <laughs> the communists Yeah, yeah that, that that's funny. That somehow they survived in the bonsai community. <laughs> we dork, we dude. really call them communists. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah,
4: that's a communista.
1: Yeah.
5: Yeah. <laughs> Troy, oh my yeah.
1: god! Do you have success collecting communists? I, ne- I never tried that. Uh. I-, I know about that. It's they are like very challenging species. You and, just don't uh, tell
2: people that you're collecting them.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: and uh, I have a big
4: collection uh, well, of You coolness. you are on a roll. <laughs> yes, you are on a roll. <laughs>
1: yeah. But and what's what's I don't know if it's good or bad but they are pretty uh Ah, protected. protected. Yeah, they are very protected. Ah, yeah. Well, if you enjoy it, it must
2: not be <sighs> good.
3: I
4: didn't know <laughs> <that>. Yeah. <laughs> Whoops. Whoops. <laughs> Yeah, but we have also lots of spruces, larches, beeches, yeah. oaks, hornbeams.
1: Yeah, but spruce is not native for a Czech country, right? Or it's it's it was introduced like many years ago, mm-hmm. and they they grow mm. like super vigorously. So it's like a fast yeah uh, production of the wood, wood for oh, yeah, for, yeah, for wood, wood, wood. production mm-hmm, for yeah. wood production yeah. Mm-hmm. But, hmm. I I love European spruce as a species yeah, for bonsai in yeah, general. It's great. Think, it's yeah, real it's great. really great. Mm. Great species.
0: Abies is great. Yeah. So, then in terms of being a bonsai professional in Europe and practicing bo- bonsai super seriously in Europe, mm. are you guys always coveting the Spanish material, the Italian material, some of the French material? I mean, is that is that kind of the the me- the the mecca in terms of a resource Um,
1: yeah yeah let's say if you want to be like really serious with bonsai business you need to buy the trees from like scots pines from france or spain or north of italy mugo pines or you can get some nursery stock like field grown pines or something like that some people already started with the field grown production and uh, yeah it's the beginning but i'm pretty sure that we will get we will get more and more quite good field grown mm. pines let's say i started to to produce my own trees i planted like many scots pines into the field and like young seedlings or young plants but this is something what i would i like mm. because i was never in the position to to be able to invest into the, these uh, better trees let's say so to produce something by myself it's like a long run but something you know i, I invest just my my time let's say that's it so and i, I like to create new trees mm. and you know develop something from yeah it's, I, l- I love to see the evolution and and just this step by step progress of yeah and, so your process—you put
2: these trees in the ground, and you know, you, what, what what is your process?
1: Uh, I'm not very well experienced field grow grower or nurseryman, but yeah, I I tried pretty much everything. I heard the podcast about the field grown Telperion. Uh, farm and telperian the yeah, root grow back, so yeah. I s- tried something similar. I try to plant the trees uh, or Scotts pine directly to the field without any restrictions or any any um, root control Mm -hmm. back. So, but it's like uh, you know I started one or two years ago, so it's it's too soon to Hmm. to 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 know what's going on. Actually, yeah, Yeah. okay. So, can you import trees from other?
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. All, with no problem?
1: Uh, as far as I know, all the European countries can import trees from Japan, South
5: Korea, China, in yeah, Asia in general. Yeah. Can you bring from the United States? Or no? Uh, no, no. This oh, is, no.
1: I, you But know, you can yeah. collect throughout Europe
2: yourself. You can just get in your car and just go to wherever you want to go and collect.
1: Uh, uh, not really. You,
4: yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, but you can always try to find some way how to do it well or properly. You can talk to the owners. Yeah, official, or of, yeah, official. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's a phrase the here government. in
2: the United States. It's it's easier to ask for forgiveness than permission.
5: Uh, ah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's a thing. <laughs> yeah. Where do
0: you because of that availability from like China and South Korea and mm. Japan do you think that's impeding Europe's bonsai growth and development or do you think it's been a big part of Europe's bonsai growth and development that capacity to bring in trees consistently
1: i i think that uh, it was or the imported trees they were and they still are like a big part of the european bonsai european bonsai in general mm it was like uh, you know the first uh, contact with the high quality trees or refined trees and very well established trees was japanese imported trees actually or something from south of Cor- south korea or. so i think that it was like uh, uh how to say it like maybe it it helped or it helps in general to, or it helped to speed up the the evolutionary process of European bonsai. Let's say
5: importing trees did.
1: Yeah, yeah, importing trees, importing pots. Yeah, hmm. like um, yeah. It's, yeah, it's... when
4: we were talking about the communist era, that a lot of people made bonsai in those days, but they never seen a good one. Yeah, yeah exactly. There, there was. Yeah. There was a description of those trees. We call it the Prague ball because it's just ball on a stick. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That was bonsai. Mm -hmm. Of course, there are exceptions and I'm sorry that I didn't mention them. If someone from Czech Republic is listening listening to us, but mostly Prague ball. Mm. Before... They, they've seen some good import yeah. life of course the, I also have somewhere in my uh, bookshelves that uh, I have some old uh, calendar with bonsai pictures from 80s mm-hmm. from Czech Republic and there were some few trees uh, I think it they took the pictures on the Chinese embassy and it was something like, yeah, different to the Prague Bowl, But I don't know how many Czech bonsais have seen. Do you guys calendar. have a
5: na- Do you have a national collection or any public collections in Czech? Not, not really, as far as
1: I know. There, there is like... one
4: thing I would say. Uh, maybe we have the oldest bonsai in Europe, like oh. oldest tree in care. Mm-hmm. It's a juniper in a botanical garden of Liberet Oh
1: yeah, it's very it's it's my home area actually. Yeah, the yeah. city is super close yeah.
4: to my my place. But yeah, so. but they are not <coughs> open-minded and accessible to. Uh, uh, I, even me, I try to contact them yeah. years yeah, and, and, and years ago. Too. I hmm. emailed them like, hey, maybe you should try to contact some really good professional or yeah work the tree a bit different because those days it was even in horrible uh, situation the vitality was very low recent pictures i've found because yeah just a few months ago uh, it came back into my mind Mm -hmm. and i checked that on internet the vigor is back yeah Uh, the, the tree grows well now but
1: yeah actually yeah i've seen this tree like Last year, we went there yeah. with, with Martina just to see what's going on there and to see the oldest European bonsai, actually. And it's like, yeah, it's let's say it's a neglected Chinese juniper, yeah. which mm-hmm. yeah. doesn't very really thrive, but yeah, hmm. it's surviving, and yeah. there is nothing, nothing mm. like a design or this tree probably never have been wired or styled yeah, but, but like
4: still it's the, an old inherited thing which we could care yeah. better and it's yeah. not happening it's mm. yeah it's uh the sadness i feel that made me talk about it here mm.
1: yeah, mm. yeah it would be really interesting to start to cooperate with the botanical garden you know and, and try to incorporate new ideas and change the status quo a little bit, but it's, Mm. I consider this as a really difficult, nearly impossible Mm. because of the, the people there are not like open-minded or they don't, they don't want to change anything. They are happy.
4: They do it good and they can't make it better.
2: Hmm. Mm. So you talk about this change. So I just, we just purchased a new vehicle just the other day Hmm. and, um, my problem was was this one vehicle that we had. They had changed the style on it that I could not get behind. It was just was just a hideous look. So, you've been doing your slabs and these mm-hmm. these these tall kind of rock sort of things. Yeah, Tom, you've been doing your geometric kind of architectural sort of. Any changes in the future that you're seeing? I mean, have you have you thought about changing up? Are are you thinking outside? Doing something different. Well, Jan
4: talked about the meshing yeah. of geometry and the stones. Yeah, definitely.
1: Right? yeah.
4: Mm-hmm. And maybe yeah. I would continue on this uh, topic after we open the box. Yeah, right. Oh. Oh. Oh, see now, yeah, that's,
5: yeah. that's strong <laughs>
0: right there. That's yeah. strong,
4: very strong. I
5: like that.
0: <laughs> the curiosity is certainly peaked because it is not the biggest box I've ever gotten from you, but it is certainly Ooh. the most heavy.
4: Yeah, because mm-hmm. this time the the pots could fit better uh Last time, the the last box I think was the highest or biggest. Yeah, ever, definitely not, not the most heavy, because there was the sizes of pots they they didn't fit into each other mm-hmm. and not next to each other. Yeah, it was really bad puzzle. But this mm-hmm. time it was better puzzle. Yeah, but
5: we've mm-hmm. never gotten a broken pot. Don't why. Don't pick, do that. Oh, Don't I do that. that. Oh. Because
0: this time, Customs wouldn't release it to me, and they had to unpack it oh. to inspect yeah. it. So who knows what yeah. they did? Okay, well, Who knows what they did? So you do a
5: beautiful job on your end. I'm gonna so say, nervous yeah. about this. I should have never said yeah, that. The, the first I time I ever, I didn't curse us. The first, time, the,
2: the first time I opened one of Tom's boxes, I'm like thinking... Okay, this is the one that says it puts a cream on, <laughs> it right. puts a lotion on because this is like <laughs> this is not this is not normal, <laughs> you know. Well done. Well you don't packed. know this phrase, do you?
4: Well, love look, but you guys need no, to understand. No, no, I understand, right it, but but I, I was uh, you pack your looking at you like well. that, be, this because I think Horst even packs it better, but maybe maybe my style is different that I that I save some of the styrofoam that you I don't and put so the much there but
5: you pack very get, well. you get you yeah. get you
0: guys definitely both pack extremely well yeah, you, you do oh, both thank are, you you're, Yeah,
4: you're I, I must thank for this uh, to to horse because uh, when i got the big uh, the first big order from you i just got very nervous and horse was there to to uh, yeah yeah. backup or to, and, uh, jan to, doesn't help need me to worry about in that about situation it. and he just told me hey i do it this way and mm.
2: yeah and jan doesn't need to worry about it because his pots won't break there's, just, <laughs> yeah. there's no way <laughs> yeah. in the world yeah, right. i'm just slabs i throw thing
5: off the plane just just yeah.
2: you don't need, you don't need packing for your you pot, could, okay yeah. just <laughs> throw them inside the
5: yeah. box and I'm, just I'm so glad them. to, to, yeah, to you, hear
1: that it's, it's like, a it's, a big, it's, pretty, yeah, it's a big, yeah, it's pretty point. real. So yeah. This is, yeah. yeah, This is exactly what I wanted to <laughs> achieve, You want to save yeah. on shipping. That's what, you wanted all the packing <laughs> material. That's what it was, yeah. Look I'm at you. to make this look, thing no. look
2: like
0: a Because you know, I'm sure, he... I'm sure making them like that yeah. saves some money on shipping. <laughs> yeah, but
1: n- no, it's, you know, if you have a slab, which is nice, like super thin and elegant, but... It's going to break fragile. once you put a heavy tree on the top of yeah. it. It's so
5: fragile. That's, it's the pro-
0: that's the problem with natural stone is it always no, breaks. Oh, yeah. yeah. It yeah. always breaks. Super so,
5: fragile. Hmm.
2: Fragilicious.
5: I would rather put something on yours than a natural stone. Mm. You know, you can move it around, play with it, put it somewhere. <laughs> Plus, it's light. It's lightweight. Light. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Lightweight. P- pick up a piece of stone like that? Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh,
0: God. Absolutely. God, dude. Yeah. Absolutely.
5: So glad to know <laughs> Say goodbye to your yeah. back. Your it's, back's gonna hurt.
0: Yeah, natural stone is. I mean, no. there's something like very charming about it being authentic and natural, and you know you can never quite perfectly duplicate it. But but there's also just the practicalities of it. Yeah, availability yeah. Mm-hmm. of it. The, the, mm.
1: This was the most difficult part: how to You're connect this, the, the the aesthetic and the function together. Yeah, to create something what will be. I would, think would you capture like nice well. but yeah. functional and usable too. Mm. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. Was. yeah. I, pretty I, big I, deal.
4: I yeah. really love the aesthetics of it because I, I've never seen so truly natural. Feel. Mm-hmm. feeling yeah, yeah, it's the rock
5: cool. climbing yeah, man. Yeah, exactly it's you need to be climbing. a hardcore climber for <laughs> yeah, that right? it's yeah,
4: a climber, yeah. yeah. it's the climbed climbing too. But, but, yeah, she... but he found out how to reproduce this because uh, <laughs> I, I've seen many people trying to make something wild very natural but you always see the the human the touch, human in touch. It, but mm-hmm. in maybe maybe Jan's not human or I don't
5: know. <laughs> <laughs> you, you spent too much time on the rock brother that's what happened <laughs> maybe or maybe not enough <laughs>
0: there's always time (laughs) yeah there's always time and but it sounds like you also have the benefit you actually both of you guys have the benefit of collaboration which is Mm -hmm. inevitably going to give you a stronger Mm. uh awareness at least and and feedback from Mm. multiple directions and perspectives that's always going to be driving your work forward I mean the fact that your partner Jan and your wife Tom are actively involved in working in the creative and technical aspects of what you do has got to be a huge, huge part of your, of your practice from these two different sort of genres of the Mm. recreation of stone and the, and the ceramic pursuit.
1: Yeah. It's like we, we meet each other, we, we meet each other like three times, four times per year, let's say for some barbecue party or maybe less and we, yeah, and then we also
4: meet uh, on the other shows around Europe
1: oh yeah but yeah, but usually it's pretty busy like we don't yeah. have enough time to talk to each other but we yeah, always but talk and we talk a lot together with Tom and we just share the ideas and just we
4: talk about everything but for years already d- yeah.
1: yeah and it's like
5: many of these you
4: know, talks are just talks he's my closest friend in Bonsai and even hmm. personal friend how, how long hmm. have, have you guys known per- each other? uh um, nine years. <laughs> yeah and I, I
1: remember when I when I started with Bonsai I was like a little bit like timid, you know, like new in the bonsai world. I met Václav Novak and, and and that's it. And Tom is let's say maybe much much more social than me. Like you know so he helped me to uh, get the contact with the with the other bonsai people in, in, in the country yeah he introduced oh. me to other people so yeah it was like yeah i remember that you sent me some email right yeah, like yeah. if you want you can come we can have a beer you know we can talk about trees so, so i it... immediately jump into the car and just drive the yeah, to, in, to, to your and place. in a few
4: minutes i i got the answer like yeah okay i'm jumping into my car <laughs> <laughs> yeah i was and, always like that yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> So how far so away do you
5: live you live oh. pretty close or? Uh, it's like yeah.
4: three
1: three hours by car oh, okay. well, that's not yeah, far it's not you know that's not it's, that far, not super far close.
4: Close. <laughs> yeah so, no. two hours from me and three hours from him <laughs>
1: oh yeah <laughs> because he <laughs> is a subaru guy you know it's,
4: uh-huh Uh, It depends on the situation around Prague. Oh, yeah. You've been full on geeking out on Subarus since you've been here. Ah, Subaru Paradise. Maybe (laughs) that's why I love this place so much. (laughs) It (laughs) It has nothing
0: nothing to do with anything but the Subarus. (laughs) (laughs) Literally.
5: We are Subaru heaven of the United States right here.
2: Yeah, but he's specific on not the Subaru you take up to the mountains, but the Subaru, you do the exhaust and the
4: high no, performance, no, no, no. and no, maybe you got STI. this in but, but or your sound yeah, because the one we we met that yeah did the sound yeah. yeah. But I just love them all today when we when we drove to meet you for the breakfast. Mm-hmm. Just just all of them and the older ones especially. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: That was a, that, that was that was quite the challenge to try and get to you guys at breakfast before they gave up your table. That's oh. all right. Yeah, I was very aware that that was what was happening. Um, you good. guys were like, "How much longer do you think it's going to be?" That
2: place just went down. No, that the not. fact that they gave away our table for a family, um, husband and wife. And a young mm. little three-year-old girl. I they, respect it.
5: But yeah, they're trying I, I, to rotate. No, I respect oh, no, no, it. I, I go I there regularly. I respect I it. And here, here's like what I crazy. have to say:
0: is you guys had built up the biscuits and gravy, and they met the hype, dude. It mm. is so good. They really did deliver
2: that Yeah, but so service good. is a big thing too, and
0: it's well, like wait, wait, wait,
5: wait. No, she was so no.
0: polite. To I do. No, I, don't, I don't care. I do
2: agree with you. I don't care. I agree with you on that. Experientially so Not that awesome. Yeah. It's like you know what. We're gonna give your table up for two people and a young kid, for six adults. Yeah. Well, no, five adults and a and a child.
5: Well, I, I think I, she I was mean, very think, polite about it.
2: Yeah. Anyways, yeah. anyways, that was quite the breakfast. Yeah, you
0: can you can probably. Yeah. We didn't even need to eat anything else the rest of the day. <laughs> yeah. My God, yeah still still to me. the degree that we needed to have a very light dinner just not overload the system to, tomorrow, can, and Tom's still got three quarters of his breakfast left he wanted to share his <laughs> breakfast for dinner tonight for all of us it is uh, he was like I got Tom. enough we don't need to go to the store I've got I've got." Yeah, it. that's me how no. I'm social no. that is the best <laughs> breakfast
5: ever yeah. I'm just going to tell you when I want to spoil myself <clears throat> that's my breakfast Corn beef and hash scramble yeah, very mm. very very. lovely tasting otter is a, you know, is but, a, is a
4: special but maybe <laughs> one day One day we'll have uh, another breakfast together, the full Scottish on Island. That would be nice. There we go. (laughs) Let's do it. Let's do it. I'm done with that.
5: I'm done with that.
0: We have, uh, I would say, a lot to look forward to with you guys being here. It's super fun to have you at Mirai, finally. I mean, so it's been eight years for you and I that we've been at least speaking, working together. 2011. 11? 2011, yeah. No Landers Trophy is the first yeah. time I saw your work. Hmm. You were yeah, met for the very first time.
5: It's
4: taken yeah, over our the, country. But uh, we, <clears throat> when uh, we really spoke there, it was 2014 when I had the table with Tony. No. Yeah. Was no. 11. 2011 was the very first time when I had the just one square meter of uh, uh, Nick, uh, Nick Pierce uh, table in 2011. Mm. I'm pretty sure... I think we need to take this outside.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm pretty sure because Troy was here. Uh Uh-huh. Troy was here. You could be right. Okay. Yeah. So it's not that long. Wow. 15 is when I started. Yeah. But remember the red pot of Tom's that you saw that you were like, this guy's work. And I was like, yeah, I've been watching. I've been seeing it. That red pot. Uh huh, dude. Your that, red glaze is your red glaze kind uh-huh. of kind yeah. of on a, a coarser <laughs> clay, a grogier clay body. Yeah. has a little black in it from mm-hmm. the fire. Uh, yeah, and yeah.
4: sometimes even yellow. Did you have it with yellow? No, this no? was one. No. This this
0: was just a picture yeah, of a pot, no. and and kind of like for Troy. Troy's always finding the most random stuff on the internet that is just extremely beautiful and interesting. Like he really truly has a. a gifted eye for beauty and, and applicable work and stuff it's phenomenal what he'll he says
2: gifted but when when I was in, high, in school it was called uh, elementary handicapped <laughs> 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 no he, he always
0: he always does this but it, it, so he saw he had senior work and that was mm-hmm. that was my first exposure to it it was really, so maybe it was 2014 or something. Because yeah. we were working together already before you started working mm. here full time. Yeah, it
4: must have been 2014 because Tony offered me th- the part of his uh, table when we met in 2013 when he bought also the red glaze pot. Uh, he, he quite presented it on the uh, internet. Uh, th- this one he bought it for for a u but the u finally didn't make it into that pot uh yeah and that happened uh, on one show in late 2013 and <clears throat> early 2014 on <clears> Holland <throat> as we met fair enough yeah. fair enough well uh, but you know i i knew you'll be there and i wanted to meet you like you know i wanted to hear some opinion have some yeah, few words from you. What would you say about it? Like, yeah, I would love to be Ryan. <laughs> oh yeah. And suddenly you appeared and and this happened. <laughs> yeah, but my opinion was
0: like, I'll just take all those. Yeah. <laughs> just um, just wrap them all up. You know. Yeah. I mean, but that that's the fun thing about. That's a, I, I think that's like the fun thing and also the dangerous thing about being a bonsai professional. And Jan, maybe you've experienced this, like traveling and people ask for your advice. It's very, it's very dangerous to give people your advice, mm. you know, mm. because, uh, because to, to give feedback, you have to be careful as a bonsai professional that your bias doesn't create advice that makes a, a, a monochromatic Mm. Uh, ceramic or or A singular oh, approach to yeah. trees Like yeah. there, There's so much to be gained yeah. From exactly. not giving Your opinion or even not having an opinion But just acknowledging the craft Or the beauty of the shape or the quality of the clay And you start to build on those With somebody as they evolve I, I think that's one of the most rewarding uh, And enjoyable things About it because there are It's undeniable No matter how talented of a, talented of a Ceramicist that you are there are certain things that you cannot make you cannot duplicate i mean you you could come close but you could not duplicate certain Mm. textures Mm. forms Mm. feels because it goes Mm. beyond just the technique that's Mm. that added intangible right Mm. like there are trees that i cannot make even Mm. though i have the i have the skills to make it and i can see it and i could try to duplicate it that that form that's so appealing and unique and original about a lot of people's work is not something I have the capacity to do but vice versa they don't have the capacity to do what I can do so yeah. and that's inside of that is the beauty and sort of d- dealing and coping with that fact that there's an intangible aspect to av- every single piece of mm. this i mean it'll be the same as the stone and who has the feel of mm-hmm. the stone that gives you the texture and the shape that you're it's it's the best part about this art form in my mind all of the different pieces that play into the all-encompassing whole and that when you really start to reach that top level Mm -hmm. the fact that each of those pieces is something that cannot be duplicated by anybody else Mm -hmm. it mm, that's so yummy Mm -hmm. that's the most delicious thing I've uh, it, it draws me Consistently back to bonsai and each component of bonsai to appreciate that to handle it to get to experiment with it and utilize it and And just give that little bit of your own intangible goodness to whatever you
4: know, it is you were talking about like copying trying to make a copy of that but People should copy this attitude which you are you talking about now that that's something to copy Mm. This attitude not or in my case they they should not copy my pots, but they should be like just inspired that i don't i achieved this level or something yeah but but i think but
0: i think that's i think that's that, really that it's
4: possible you know just just it's possible for you it's possible for you.
0: You know, that's the thing. That's the thing until you, until it becomes a lifestyle and a practice that becomes your own, because you always have to start, I mean, and I'm saying this from a, it's, it's probably different being self-taught because I'm not self-taught. I was institutionalized to a large degree with Mr. Kimura and to, to, to move away from that and find what does bonsai mean to me and, and what does that look like is a pretty, That was a pretty big leap to be making, you know, and and it took a lot of time and it took a lot of, uh, I think, experiences that removed me from following that comfort zone of duplicating Mr. Kimura. Uh And And I don't know that there's the same diligent pursuit of the discipline that whatever that person has chosen or the capacity to even be that dedicated to even get to a point where you do start to explore in that medium the capacity to represent yourself more, yeah. I, I, I think it's I think it's rare that people go that far, and I think it's um, when you see it and then you see somebody that is cerebral enough to process that and have the capacity to represent more, that's even more special. And 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 so you you start to it's like a pyramid effect, right? Everybody at the very base of the pyramid can copy something, yeah, but then doing something unique is interesting doing something unique that has the cerebral evolution of that thing and wanting and aspiring to continue to build it that's even more and you just get fewer and fewer people as you climb that pyramid
4: that are yeah it gets like it's rare and rare and rare yeah i,
2: I think there takes I, some stress. i just
4: always wonder why I, I just i just think that the people who in the beginning on the bottom of the Pyramid you described they just say okay i'm going for this or like that's my dream or that's my goal but then it just disappears or they just stop somewhere and or it's not that just well, yeah. and it's not to, it's not easy, yeah. or
0: but it's not I, I to down know. it's not to degrade it it's not to degrade you know like doing it And this is what I had to recognize coming back from Japan is I had the expectation in traveling the country or the world and teaching that this person wants to be the very best that's ever existed. They have the same thought process about bonsai, you know, or the same drive and passion. And a lot of people are like, hey, man. Like, I, I, don't, I don't need to break new ground. I'm cool doing this. I do this because it gives me peace. It gives mm-hmm. me enjoyment. Yeah, yeah. I find beauty in it, but I'm not, I'm not in it to express myself necessarily, or I'm not in it to explore. I just like the practice. I like the process. Yep. I like the medi- meditative yep. capacity of it. Yep. And so I think, too, when you start to climb that pyramid, it gets harder and harder. Mm. You know, like Mr. Kramer used to always tell me it's very, very lonely. <laughs> And if, if people aren't saying bad things about you, then you're not trying hard enough. And it's not that great to have people saying crappy things about you, you know, like that's a real lonely place to be. And that's a real negative place to be. But I think that in addition to how do you business wise, make it work so that you can support yourself? How do you stay passionate about it? How do you keep that fire burning bright? The, you know, how do you find those new pieces of inspiration and in continuing to explore? It's like each each time you ask one of those questions, somebody drops off because they couldn't answer that. Mm. You know, and 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 when you see those truly brilliant people like a like a Mr. Kimura, like a tofukuji you know, like some of the antique uh, Chinese ceramicists that made some of the pots that are the reference point for th- hundreds of years of bone-sized ceramics, like uh, th- that that kind of genius and brilliance is really special to behold, you know? And I think, Mm -hmm. I don't know if everybody aspires to that or, or where in the rung of that climb of that pyramid, you, you start to like find those people that are, are going for that. Some of it is just inherent and and an intangible gift. Right. Mm -hmm. And and i love all of that i love every single part of that climb up the pyramid looking at all of the individuals and how they handle their medium and craft and art and all that it's so beautiful and i love that the pyramid is really big i can't see the big yeah Yeah. big yeah big what does it mean to be a genius at Mm. ceramics you know like what does that mean what does that even mean i don't know Mr. Yeah. Kimura is the only person <laughs> that I can think of as a genius for bonsai. And I know that that's probably incorrect over the course of time because you had the gentleman that hand carved, uh, Shoten no Noryu, you know, the, the spiraling deadwood uh-huh. juniper that prior to told you, know, my Mr. Kimura's famous piece was the most famous bonsai in the world. Like, I mean that, that with a hand tool to do mm-hmm. that is, is like, uh, that's a very special person mm-hmm. and, and but in the ceramics world there are those people as well. I mean on right now is he took the uh-huh. he took the Japanese model in a culture that does on a daily basis strive for an incremental pursuit of perfection and the duplication and repetition mm-hmm. of creation. And he just took it and he just twisted it. You know, he just he just manipulated that concept a little bit. He he bubbled out the thickness of his walls or the way he formed the rim or, you know, the depth to which the inset square sits in his container. He just took it and just manipulated it a little bit Mm. and did it in a way that is very difficult for somebody else to do as well. Mm. So Mm. cool. Mm. Very, very cool. Mm. Anyways, it's super uh, cool to have you guys here. And I had no idea... The majority of what we've talked about tonight actually existed. <laughs> I had no. I'm so bummed. Lime didn't get you guys singing the Czech anthem because oh, that was awesome. But we have a second <laughs> opportunity here. Oh, we do. We do. Shall we close it out with the Czech I anthem? I think we should. <laughs> yes. We can try. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think we need to because that was that was that was quite. At least we get for hanging
5: that Miami. I appreciate your hanging uh, on, on me.
0: I did. Yep. I did. I will continue <laughs> yeah. to. I you, gotta do a sound I, check. You, you here. put
5: that I thing in there and start the recording <laughs> I don't on. care
0: if they sound <laughs> the minute we like... walk through
2: that door, just turn recording. <laughs> yeah, just hit it. Oh, just
0: hit <laughs> it. So many good things oh. have been lost. You know what people sit this in this room. <laughs> when they sit in this room, the first thing that comes out of their mouth is gonna be the best. <laughs> it's yeah. all the, downhill it's from there. We had dinner What have we been drinking this whole time? Oh, oh yeah, yeah what is this? It's oh, so yeah. Yeah, Try to read it. I think we need one more round to finish this off. <laughs> yes. Before definitely. the, before. What is it? What is this? Before the anthem. This is the be- Jägermeister of the Czech. Oh
1: yeah. Famous Becherovka. Becherovka.
5: Be- wait, wait. wait. Yeah. I need, I need, can you I, pronounce I, it? A yes, little... I need
1: to be able to tell the, the be- police be- that me on the way home. Oh, no.
5: Becherovka.
6: Becherovka. Becherovka. Be- be- well, be- this bottle is full. Becherovka. Oh be- yeah, it's a small
4: bottle. Becherovka. Becherovka. <laughs> I,
5: I could probably drink it better than I can say it.
4: That's
0: a fact. Yeah, that's a fact. Lime makes some pretty mean uh, stuffed grape leaves, though.
5: I, I do make some Arabic food. Mm-hmm. I can make some good, um, yeah.
0: That will absolutely change your life. It's pretty. It's it's pretty awesome. Mm.
5: I have Arabic blood in me.
0: See this really? is what I'm saying though When he was oh, trying yeah. to get you to say your oh, influence I Was, was not you. in oh, fact God. jazz But was middle eastern music That's where it comes from
5: Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, so, somehow it go, ended Tom. up I got know, My, my grandmother passed away And I got an envelope in the mail mm.
2: Tom yeah. just finished the bottle yeah, I thought I he always finished the bottle. <laughs> all the bottles. That's what he was supposed to do.
5: That was what was supposed. No, to I'm applauding
2: you for all finishing it. Right. That was his job. Here comes the anthem. Ready? Nice job. Let's do it. Here we go. Here we go.
4: The the with
1: but sta- let's uh, start but low, but low.
4: Yeah. Let's start. Let's start. Uh, start. start but, but we have to start to sing immediately. Like we should. hear like.
6: No more food. more you're so aggressive. Podahučí, a to jest ta krásná <laughs> play ball I was play so off nice. the rhythm
5: I, I'm gonna be rooting for the chill for the next world Cup.
6: that uh,
0: when you guys sang that at the beginning I'm gonna say it was quite moving it was really I mean Troy pulled it up as if like you know to, but it was like it very it's a very very powerful anthem it really is yeah it is actually it's
4: really I like it. it's really moving I, I i think a lot of people in sure probably when they hear this anthem they, it really moves the heart like the, the the lyrics are really like you love the country mm. it's just such a nice description yeah yeah maybe later i just uh translate the the lyrics for you
5: thomas pulled his mic away and he's like uh, in la, la la yeah i'm sorry I, please
0: do i would be really interested I would be really interested Hmm. And it's a good thing Lime can edit really well cuz he'll fix that right up. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, it's been real. So excited to have you guys here. And thank uh thanks for sitting down and podcasting with us
4: tonight. Thank you very much for having us here. There you go. No, there super stoked to have you guys. Yeah, Our pleasure. thank you. Our Better. pleasure. Thanks for putting up with Troy. Mm. <laughs>